Rock. Call or text the BS anytime. 916-909-0985. Now, back to The Bailey Show. Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Tuesday, the 23rd day of May, 2023. Thanks for being here. If the eight minutes of imaging didn't tell you who we were, <laughs> it's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. That is me. Hey, Faith. And there is Nelson. I am here. Yes, yes you are here, running around like crazy. Uh, it's all good. 916-909-0985. If you'd like to participate this afternoon, I hope you do. The Odyssey app, you should have it. Always free, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Get our podcast there after the fact. We post it immediately after the show there, as well as thebaileyshow.com, and then on social media at Listen to the BS, uh, pretty much everywhere, and at The Bailey Show on uh, the YouTube. So once again, Kid Rock tickets, we'll have those. To get. What we'll do is you can pick it for uh, order up when we play it at the end of this hour. So if you want to go see Kid Rock at Thunder Valley on June 2nd, you got to be 21 or up. Or you can take the tickets to uh, to see Wolfgang um, Van Halen, you know, at Ace of Spades, August 26th. So two very, very good tickets. Which is going to be an intimate event. Int- Why is that? Because it's at Ace, Ace of Spades? Spades mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that how you define intimate as a smaller venue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you were doing it at Nelson's apartment in the living room, what would you call that if this is intimate? Private. <laughs> very good private <laughs> that's, that's good. that was quick uh thanks for you guys for holding down the fort yesterday i appreciate that um, no, no problem uh back uh went back to atlanta obviously for my daughter's uh graduation which i'll get to into here in a second we'll have chad uh kruger not kroger chad kruger from nickelback on it's not a joke that's actually how you properly pronounce Chad Kroger's last name. Kruger like Freddy. It is Kruger. Trust me, I just learned that too with the rest of the world last year. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a really, really good conversation. It's a very long conversation, so we'll split it up into two different parts uh, over the, the course of the show. So good that we got in trouble for it. <laughs> I mean, I've never gotten in trouble for a good conversation. Hmm. It's, it's, it's the nuttiest thing in the world. One of these days, this business is going to realize that listeners don't want the cliche 10-minute conversations. What's your inspiration? Even the interviewer didn't want it. He said that. Like, he gets tired of asking his five things on a deserted island he wants. <laughs> and, and, and that's why you'll hear in this conversation with Chad is uh, him actually take shots at the radio stations <laughs> that he was supposed to go at. But it, it's just, you know, podcasting has changed the way that people listen to the radio. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's it's just that, you know, the, the old-school way of, you know, quick hits – shove down your throat whatever it is to promote it no you guys don't want to hear that i don't want to i don't want to do that that's why i enjoyed doing podcasting the last year so much and and i made it a point of that was like my thing 
you know, and I said, I'll take this job, but, you know, we got to do it that way. <laughs> it's it, Because I know that's what people want. People want to hear real conversations. The stuff that you don't hear on the little 10-minute interviews. Right. You know, what's your Mount Rushmore? Uh, they don't want to hear that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and the people on the radio that do do that stuff shouldn't be on the radio. You know, and, and it, it's just, it drives me nuts. But anyway, we got in trouble for it because we went too long and, and the, the record guy's upset and the boss is upset and everybody I was like, I, I don't know what to say. I've, I've never gotten in trouble for something I've done well. <laughs> he <laughs> so, didn't want to get off with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, and you'll we hear fun. that too. You're like, we, we tried numerous times <laughs> outside of hanging up on Chad, which would have been extremely rude, you know, whatever. So, uh, we'll play, uh, the first part of that. What about four fifty, And then we'll do the second one at five fifty, and, and, and you guys can hear it's, it's a, it might, it's going to change your mind if you're a Nickelback hater on how cool Chad and Nickelback actually really is. Oh, my God. It was so exciting to talk to him today. And Nelson's such a mark. <laughs> and I love seeing that. And I say that in a very positive Whatever. way. I'll yeah. take it. Because I mark out for guests, too. I, I'm a fan oh. for a lot of people that we have on. So it's 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 kind of cool to see that. Uh, so while I was gone this weekend and, you know, taking off yesterday, <clears throat> Nikki D once again does me a solid and stays at my house and, you know, watches the dogs, watches over the house and all that stuff. And I appreciate that greatly because I know your father's in town. He is. TT's in town. He is. And they brought your stuff, and you've mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff to do at your own place. But and my own dog. Yeah, and your own do- your own dog's here. Yes, my dog is here. Are you going to lose your own dog like you lost mine? Uh, hopefully not. She did run out of the house yesterday, but luckily they were able to get her back. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you about something. Mm-hmm. So back in Atlanta, and okay. I'm just checking on things, make sure everything's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have I have air tags on all my dogs. <laughs> he really does have air tags. I on don't them. doubt that. And, and you know, you go on your your phone and you can track. You can see the little. <laughs> I have the little dog emoji, and it moves. And so for Petunia, this was last night. And for Petunia, it was for some reason at a different address. No, it was yeah, it was last night. It was at a different address. <laughs> oh no! And I'm like. All right, Jason, take it. Just relax. How did he not lose it? Right. Just, I'm sh- sure it's a glitch. I'm sure it's just. Fix the glitch. Fix the glitch. <laughs> I'm sure it's just something. I was like, it's too early to call. <laughs> Three hour time difference. All right, I'm going to wait. Two hours, okay. <laughs> Probably next thirty minutes, I could give her a text or a call. <laughs> so, so I finally showed. I was like, "How's everything? Everything good over there? Yeah, everything's fine." Send me some pictures of the dogs, would you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> him with those pictures drives me nuts. I sent him videos. Yeah, well, and the videos were like, "Hey, dog, come here, get the picture." <laughs> It's like a truck driver. Driving me nuts. So she's, she goes back to her correctional uh, officer days yelling at my dogs. Do you think she'd be sweeter to him? Look in the camera. Tunes. No. Turn around. Yelling at him. <laughs> Max pays me no attention at all. Fat. She doesn't even call him fat fat. Fat. <laughs> fat. Turn around, fat. Accurately named, by the way. And he just strolled on. He didn't even look at me. I'm like, ugh. Dogs are bad. So I moved into this house in Roseville, and I love it. And, you know, we're still unpacking, and, and we're getting a couple pods this weekend. And, you know, I'm not settled in yet. You know, and I've had, you know, my friends over and my coworkers, a couple of them over. But, you know, I haven't – and we're, we're we're party people. We like to have gatherings and stuff like that, but we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> we have not yet had a, pa- a party at the house. So I get a text from Nikki. It was like Friday or Saturday night. 
You mind if I have a party at your house? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a party. It was a get-together. Mm. Very small gathering. That's what it's called. No, it's not called. Small gathering is that game the nerds play with the cards. <laughs> no, it's a small gathering. You had That's Nelson right. and Mickey uh-huh. over my house mm-hmm. to have some drinks. I'm guessing you had drinks? We did. Okay. You had conversation. We mm-hmm. had pizza. You had pizza? Mm-hmm. Okay, had- I mean, pizza makes a party. Hot tub. I guess pizza does make a party. Hot tub. Hot tub. You got pool and Mickey you know. took wonderful photos of me. We did a photo shoot. You did a photo shoot. Okay. We did. Maybe some TikToks going on. And... <laughs> so you did have a stream. We had music. There was yeah, some so streaming. We did going stream. On. Yeah. We did a lot, I guess. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I've never in my entire life of America had a property, had a house, mm-hmm. had a place that I lived. And had somebody else have a party at that house before I did. Well, you've had me stay there a lot. So, I mean, it was kind of inevitable. (laughs) I've stayed at your house probably as much as you have. Death is inevitable. (laughs) Throwing a party at my house is not inevitable. (laughs) I'm bored by myself there. And see, here's the thing. And this was my conundrum. (laughs) Because my first response was no. I know it. Yes. But I had to catch myself and like, don't be a dick, you know. And then I was like, well, what's making it a party? Well, three people's making it a party. <laughs> like, if you just would have said Nelson's coming over or Mickey's coming over, I'd have been like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. You guys want to get in the hot tub and hang out. Yeah. But when it was three people, that's when it was a party. Then right. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to call the cops. <laughs> Well, and it's three people, and they're from they're from different places too. So it's like I'm from one place, Mickey's from another place. It's right. not like Mickey and I were a couple, and then she just had her friends over. So I can only imagine uh, as you guys were in the back going, "God, I know there's a camera in that flower bed." Oh, we flower saw bed? the camera. We saw the camera. You saw the cameras. I want you to see. I was staring exactly. at that camera. And sometimes there'd be a light on, and sometimes there wouldn't. And I go, that son of a gun, he is watching right now. I know he is. The whole time. We, I was like, Nelson, he's asleep. He's like, no, he's no, not. He's I'm not. like, yes, he is, because I text him and he didn't respond. I love cameras. My wife uh, says I have a problem. You do have a problem. We actually had a debate about this. We Because uh, I, I, I want cameras inside as well. And she uh, won't allow me to have cameras inside. That she knows about. And, uh, well, they, she got angry. She got mad when I said that. Oh, no. And I said, why wouldn't you want them? Who cares? I mean, she was like, why do you want them? I was like, that's what, like, online, on the internet, that's what you see. You always see the, the inside cameras. You don't see the outside cameras. Nobody wants to be spied on 24-8. That's how she looks at it, too. And I'm like, it's not spying, it's surveillance. Mm-hmm. No, for you, it's spying. I watch you over there even now when they're back <laughs> home in Atlanta. They're in the in the dining room talking about something. You over there with your phone holding up to your ear trying to listen to see what they're talking about. I, You're that spying. That is not a true statement. I'm not spying. You're a spy. I, I am, it's security? No, it's not. <laughs> You're going to get this man in trouble. <laughs> And and my wife, his wife already knows. That's why she doesn't want the cameras. And my my and my, I told my wife, I said, I know the reason you don't want it. And she goes, What? And I said, Because you're talking crap. I was like, <laughs> you, you don't want me to pick up one day when you're talking doo doo on the phone because yeah. you spy on people. I do not spy. Yeah, on, I spied absolutely. on you guys once. Listen, yes. when I was Maybe getting out times. of the shower, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, I'm just going to run to the room. I'm here by myself. No one's here. And my mind said, girl, put that towel on because it's probably a camera in the hallway, even though he said they ain't there. I didn't even trust it. Well, he don't want you running around naked in his house Well, anyway. no one was there. I was just going from my room to the bathroom. It's close. Did you not I see still... the camera on the line that follows you around? Listen, I, 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 I didn't like trust NFL. any of it. <laughs> yeah, like the NFL. Is this game day? I've got some really good 4K video of Nikki D naked. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't trust any of it. It's like a, a naked shower video game. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. 916-909-0985. You want to start us off? My daughter graduated from high school. A couple observations that I made, one including the baccalaureate, right? Mm-hmm. The ceremony at the church and their Wi-Fi. A ceremony at a church? Yeah. It's I'm called confused. a baccalaureate. What? Baccalaureate? Baccalaureate, not baccalaureate. Oh, baccalaureate. I, it's a baccalaureate party. Hell. <laughs> I'm all confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll explain to you what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. All in all, the graduation, high school graduation for my daughter, I thought was, as far as the ceremony goes, fantastic. It was short and sweet. It wasn't one of those long, drawn-out ones. No. It was it was very well organized. Unlike my son's, you know, he's 22. That was a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting as I was watching, you know, the different generations, you know, because they're, what, I guess five years removed, give or take. You know, my son's graduation, all these kids look like, you know, they applied for a job at Hot Topic and didn't get it. <laughs> and my daughter's graduating class they all have their act together, which gives you hope for the future. And they came from the same school, right? Same school. Wow. Five years removed. Uh, and, and and I didn't realize this. This is how good this ceremony was. The salutatorian, the valedictorian both had this in their speech. It was kind of like the overall theme for their graduation. And this goes for any kid that graduates this year. You're a part of a very selective class. You're a very s- special group of kids uh, because you're the last of the pandemic kids. You're you're the last of the kids that started out normal. And when, when I mean normal, a normal school year. Mm-hmm. And then worked from home. The sky was falling. Didn't know if you're going to go back. Slowly eased your way back. Then went balls to the wall back. And then finished 100%. You're going to be the last of that group. For high school, yeah. For high school, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Which means that you know how to deal with you need to adapt to change and overcome overcome adversity right so i thought that was really interesting because every generation i mean think about when you listening like when you graduated what in that four years whether happened to you personally at your school or in the world or at home or whatnot which made you kind of the person you are and they kind of had to grow up too a little bit faster because they had to deal with stuff they hadn't dealt with previously in their childhood lives. And, and more responsibility. Yep. I mean, because it's a lot easier to take the classes online. You had personal responsibility of whether you wanted to learn it or not. Absolutely. And go in and do your work and submit your assignments and all those things. So. Right. So I thought that was really, really interesting. That was. You know, and they were all very appreciative, unlike five years ago, my son's graduating <laughs> class where the. <laughs> Little bubble girl gets up there and goes, hey, parents, thanks for everything, but we got it. Which I've now found out she's living back at home. She dropped out of college. You are so sorry. Oh, your son told that. you that? Oh, my God. I'm so You are right, Nelson. I, I will never forget that girl in that speech. It, it just drove me insane. What? I was about to say, your son told you she was back at home now? Yeah. Because oh, we were talking about it at dinner. I was like, where happened to that little bubble girl? <laughs> bubble girl. He's like, you know. But there... It, you know, they, they, the principal's up there giving the speech, and they're going through, like, everybody's going to college. Like, I think all the kids are going on to something else. MIT, different colleges, different universities, the military, military schools, so on and so forth. They read that out for every student? Uh, Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I oh, mean, they're okay. like, 
you know, 20 people are going here and five people are going here. And, you know, okay. It was a graduating class of 495. Okay. Wow. Which is yeah. a pretty big class. Huge. But they, the, the principal speech was good. It was long. It was good, but it was a little long. And, and they started giving congratulations to students that like came in sixth place and fifth place. Well, you know, Johnny came in sixth place in the shop. Like, is that really a, worth a mention? <laughs> is that where we're at now that we're saying in a graduation speech, like the principal saying congratulations for sixth place? I thought we did top three. You didn't see anybody go, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> That's how you take them down. <laughs> Even most lists are top fives anymore. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the status quo is top five. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I thought that was a little odd. But the day before graduation, I thought this was interesting. So they did this for my son's graduation too, but he decided he didn't want to go. The baccalaureate, right? I've never heard right? Of That's that. right. The baccalaureate. So the baccalaureate, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's a religious thing. At least it started as a religious thing. Because it's held in a church. So, yeah, obviously it has to be a religious right. thing. And what do they do? So the, it's a church service for a public high school. Oh, it's just a regular, normal service. Yeah, there's a prayer. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, they had it at a, in this case, they had it at a Methodist church, mm-hmm. which I thought they would go to like a non denominational church because somebody might get upset or whatnot. But the, the preacher guy was awesome. Like, he was really, really good. Made me want to be a Methodist. <laughs> yes, yeah, it it's a customary event held in conjunction with graduation ceremonies at a church. I've never heard of this before. But this is a public high school where, you know, they, believe it or not, guess what? Not only did they say God, Uh-oh. but they pledged allegiance. Oh, no. my God. God and country in the same building for a public high school? So maybe that's no, why. not a buzzer. An no, applause. I know, I know. Maybe that's why it's optional. So you can come if you want. Yeah, maybe think. that's the case. Yeah. No, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. great. You know, and there was no, you know, I didn't hear anybody complain or there wasn't a lot of protesters outside. You know, that's just my cup of tea. But uh, Did I thought, a lot of the kids go? It looked like it, yeah. Okay. They had, like, kids sing. They had kids play violin. You know, it was, like, it was almost like, uh, you know, high school's got talent. You know, they had, like, <laughs> high school's got talent. kids are doing different things, they, <laughs> different speeches. The, the pastor guy got up there and shared a really good story about this kid on a zip line and overcoming adversity and all that good stuff and the metaphor you know and all it was really really entertaining but i'm sitting in there and like we got there early because we wanted a good seat and i'm trying to you know play on my phone <laughs> cell service was horrible so i was like well it's a church they gotta have wi-fi i was like i haven't been to church in a while i was like do they provide free wi-fi mm. i don't know no so well tithe <laughs> you don't know let me finish my story <laughs> like, spoiler lady it's part of your 10 percent so I look at it and I was like, okay, well, it's church, you know, whatever church was, underscore Wi-Fi. Guest. And I was like, well, great, guest should be free. Mm-hmm. And so I click on it and ask for a password. <sighs> Easy. God. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so it comes back, wrong password. I'm like, this is blasphemous. You can't have Wi-Fi in a church and not have your password God. I was gonna I was gonna put that in a little complaint box. Oh my gosh. So I was like, all right, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. God in Jesus. No. God in Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying every like combination. Like, what is their freaking? I never found out what their, their, their <laughs> password was. Holy underscore Bible. You, you would, you know, be my guest, or it's probably something silly like that, or welcome to church. 
But I was like, God, you can't have a Wi-Fi in church without it. I mean, the password being God. The Wi-Fi at my church, our password was the name of our church with some numbers behind it. Like one, two, three, four? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Did they yeah. course? They didn't correspond to like a book of anything. No, it was just the church oh, and some numbers. Thank you for bringing that up. Do I have time to talk about this? Uh, you got. We can do two minutes. Yeah. If you okay. Do so, <laughs> so my father-in-law is a big church guy, but he's kind of like a. He subscribes to some different theories in life. Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of. <laughs> so at the end, they had scripture and. It, this is what happens. I guess my point is this is what happens when you go to church with somebody that wants to show out because they know church. <laughs> it's the equivalent of going to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with Nikki D and she knows the songs. So the scripture the scripture was like Micah something or I never even heard of it before. Micah. It was like Micah. <laughs> And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him read it and stuff. And, and I hear this, like, if you know something, if you're like, you're, you're the churchy church, you, your voice gets deeper and higher, like louder. So like, oh, my favorite scripture, Micah, the Lord came into, and he's like yelling it. <laughs> and, and, and he would find the pauses in between to go, my favorite scripture, this is my favorite scripture. <laughs> Like the rest of you are idiots because you don't know Micah. <laughs> you don't know Micah. But let me say it loud and proud. This is my favorite. <laughs> the Lord cometh into the door and he walk up right up there. He saw the water and it was wet. <laughs> wet, I say, wet. <laughs> and then when it was done, it was like the teaser, like, oh, you should hear the next one. Oh my god. <laughs> It's going to be even better than the first one. Again, it's the equivalent to you, Yahoo's, that Uh guardian. Dude, you haven't seen two? (laughs) His dad's a planet. (laughs) That's how it is when people go to church with me. They always feel uncomfortable at some point. Oh, God. (laughs) And I don't even try to show out because I know church. I just sometimes the spirit hits me. No, it doesn't matter if it's the spirit. You over church. It's not the spirit. (laughs) You over church. You over church and you do it on purpose. To show out. No, I don't. Yeah. So you think you can church? I, I can't control it. Oh, I can't control it. I can't control you it. You pray out with your cross out. That's what I, you do. I do. I pray out loud. Yes, I sing, dance. Sometimes I fall out. It all happens. All right. First round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you why an inmate tunneled inside of the jail and what billionaire is newly engaged. All right. Get you that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. And ladies and gentlemen, first round of headlines. Nikki D, please. Most inmates want out, not in. H1. Pieces of the decrepit Fulton County Jail now being fashioned into shanks and other weapons. The sheriff's office says an inmate dug that hole through a shower wall to get into the cell block next door and stab another inmate with those shanks. He dug himself (laughs) through four feet of concrete and got out on the other side 
Smelling like a daisy. <laughs> Not in this case. No. <laughs> he dug himself through concrete and went into another inmate cell because he wanted to stab him. Oh. That's what he did. Uh, you, you know you hate somebody when you go through that kind of trouble. Exactly. Oh. Like most people are trying to get out of jail, not tunnel around inside of the jail and go <laughs> assault somebody. You would think about a quarter of a way. Th- I know I would. Like a quarter of a way through, I'd be like, you know, I don't hate him that bad. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> right? It's like, this is way too much work. You know, <laughs> to add to your prison sentence. God, or I could just wait for in the morning time when they open up the doors. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. The element of surprise. I think he wanted to catch him by surprise, which is why he chose the tunneling route. Oh, so the, the other guy didn't hear the wall breaking? Well, <laughs> you I'm, uh, see the hole in it? I'm going to assume it probably was like nighttime. And he, he probably was asleep. So he probably didn't get up until he was being stabbed. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand the secrecy and the sneakiness mm-hmm. of it, but... I'm assuming that's the cinder block walls. Yeah, it's brick, completely brick okay. walls. Okay, and he's so, and he's chiseling with like a toothpaste or a t- toothbrush, it's, it's or not, whatever. That what what happened is some fragments or something from the jail already were like breaking apart in there because Fulton County Jail is so old. So they just used those pieces that were already fragmented to make weapons yeah. and stuff to dig. With. Did you get them? Yeah, he got him. He stabbed him several oh. times. Oh, wow. Good for him. It, not good for him. <laughs> well, Luckily, he the man the did whole live. Yeah. But he has more uh, criminal charges now that he's being tacked onto his stolen property and possession. Yeah, I don't think he cares about that. Does I, it say why he, he was mad at him? No, probably prison beef stuff. It's always oh. stupid. Did that guy die? No, he didn't die. He survived. Well, mission they not accomplished. It superficial wounds. I don't know what's superficial about it. Being, it's like a flesh wound. Being stabbed is not superficial. Well, they probably didn't need stitches even. It's superficial. Probably not. Did he uh, Did he go back to his room afterwards? No, he went to what's called the hold afterwards. Yeah, so they got him. Well, I, th- I thought this was like in the middle of the night. It was in the middle of the night, but guards are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, okay. So he was apprehended and taken down to the hold where he'll now be in consolidary confinement. I would have jumped back in the hole and be like, dude, wasn't me. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> jump a- back through the hole. They could clearly see it coming out of your room. Put the guy like in the hole coming and get him stuck and put the knife in his hand. The guy's coming after me. <laughs> guy's coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second one. Jeff Bezos may be tying the knot again. H2. I'm going to go to our GMA cover story about Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and Emmy-winning journalist Lawrence Sanchez now set to tie the knot. I love Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Tell me more about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Michael Strahan, gotta love him. The Amazon founder, 59-year-old Emmy and 59-year-old Emmy-winning journalist are getting engaged. Today.com has confirmed that Jeff Bezos and his longtime girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, are engaged. Now, the question is... Is he going to actually go through with the marriage? And how's that going to work out? Because his last marriage ended in one of the largest divorce settlements that we have seen in history. Instantly made her a billionaire. Yes, absolutely. Do you think she gets free prime? I bet he, I bet he charges her. I, I bet she does, too. <laughs> Discount, though. You know, I, don't, I think he charges her full price. Friends, friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, she, actually, he put, he's like, look, part of this deal is you're going to be on my prime. Ah! <laughs> Imagine he gets the email that says your IP address is logged into too many places. No, I'm sure her divorce made sure Prime is free for her. For you life. just added Sanchez. <laughs> so what's the prenup on this one after oh. the first lesson we learned? I don't Glad. know. I wonder if he's gonna go deep. Like um, he's got to give her something. You don't just sure. marry a billionaire. 
not have a prenup. Yeah, he has to give her something. But I wonder if he goes as deep as the other person we were talking about the other week where she has to evacuate the houses immediately and oh. like that deep of detail. Because his first wife, I mean, it seemed like it was the coolest, most money divorce ever. Oh, right. Like there was no fighting. It's just like. Because they, swap, they swapped lovers, right? It, it, if I'm if my memory serves. Right. Like the the Bezos and his original wife were hanging out with his Sanchez and her original husband. What? And they would vacation together, and they like swap. I mean, it's that's what rich people do. They bang each other's wives and husband. But my goodness, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Um, so that yeah, they've been friends. Like his wife knows her, so they split up. I don't know if it was amicably or not. And then he gives her a gazillion a gazillion dollars. She gives most of it to charity. And they just, they don't talk trash about each other. It's like, you know, it, it was what it was. But well, she was with him from the very beginning. Yeah, that's why I say she was yeah. there getting it out the mud with him. So it's like one of those things, why would he fight her for money when she was there when he didn't have any? There, well, don't, don't go that he didn't have any. He started Amazon with $10 billion. He was a successful stock trader before he was Amazon. Actually, do you know Amazon, oh, well, this is what I heard, Amazon did not make a profit until well, the first time was last year. Yeah, but isn't some of that like the Trump? Like plan where you like have a bunch of losses so that you can write it off for taxes. I, I don't know. I just heard that. I mean, I'm sure they're still getting paid money. Like uh-huh. he's still getting a salary, but the company itself. Sure, it was in uh, in the red. I guess because they buy so many damn boxes to ship everywhere. <laughs> no, no, they send you boxes that are way too big for the stuff that's inside of them. They waste boxes. They're yeah, they're not very recyclably recyclable friendly. His oh my gosh, second it's ridiculous. Wa- his second wife has already gotten divorced again. His about? first wife has already been divorced a second time. I confused those. What people. really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Mackenzie Scott just final. It says she just finalized her second divorce. When you got that kind of money after a year of marriage, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, reportedly finalized her second just divorce. Just stay single, right? You don't even get married again. You don't need uh, to. No, for what? You can do whatever you want. You got tons of money. Just hang around. And she's a good. They're both very attractive women. Bezos is an attractive man. Yeah, for a nerdy guy, he's a good-looking dude. There's that iconic picture of him starting Amazon in that little office. It's black and white picture, mm-hmm. and it's got the sheet on the wall, and it's like spray <laughs> painted with Amazon That's on it. That's what I always think about when I think about the beginning. And you, but you say then he had ten billion dollars. Ten Nelson? billion, ten million. He was only a millionaire then. I don't oh. think. I don't think he had ten million. I didn't think he had ten million then either. I don't okay, think so. I'll take your word for it again. Ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars. <laughs> It's got to be one of those stories. I thought he had very humble beginnings. I definitely thought that. All right. Uh, Kid Rock will be at the venue, Thunder Valley, June 2nd. Kid Rock always puts on a great show. If you've never seen Kid Rock, uh, despite what you might think about the politics, take that out of the equation. If you just focus on the music and the uh, the artistry, it's awesome. Every time I've seen him, every time I've met him, he's great. I, I'm a Kid Rock fan. I like him. Uh, so uh, we've got those tickets. If you'd like those. We also have Mammoth, Wolfgang, Van Halen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wolfgang, we had him on a while back. Such a cool dude. Ace of Spades, August 26th. Nikki D, this is a... Intimate. Intimate affair. (laughs) That is not on my sheet. (laughs) But Nikki D says it's an intimate affair with Wolfgang. All right, you can pick the ticket. The game is called Order Up. I need two players. 916-909-0985. Nikki D is going to help both of you out. You'll get a piece of audio. With a category. In that piece of audio, it's split up into three pieces of audio, A, B, and C. You just have to order them up, oldest to newest. Real simple stuff. Really simple. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> it's a lot easier for me because I got the answer. A lot harder for me. 
Nine, yeah, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> 916-909-0985. Need some players, and we'll do order up here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rocks. They can't spell the word chronological, but they're pretty sure it means to put stuff in order according to year. They're not in the right order. Get this in order. Think you can do that? Let's find out, because it's time to play Order Up. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. The game is Order Up. We have Kid Rock tickets. He'll be at the venue, Thunder Valley, June 2nd. Very exciting. Or you can take Wolfgang Van Halen. Ace of Spades, August 26th, in a very intimate ah, setting. Right? <laughs> yes, intimate. Okay. All right. I don't know about that intimate, but yeah. Yeah, a sexy intimate. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 intimasaurus. Yeah. <laughs> I got to dip my head below the monitor so I can't make eye contact with her. <laughs> Jerry and Antelope, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you today? Good, sir. Is it the first time you calling us? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. I haven't seen your name. Well, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. You know, we're kind of like new, so like if I see a new name, I just want to be like, like meeting somebody new at a party. What's up, right. Jerry? I'm Jason. How you doing, dude? Yeah. All right. Good talk. Uh, <laughs> Olga, He's Citrus like, okay. Heights. Are you? I know I haven't spoken to Olga. No, not yet. Okay. Well, hi, Olga. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys as well. I'm so excited because... You guys are the best show to listen to when I'm driving my kids to practice and from school and everywhere else, and I needed you guys back. Okay, we'll probably ask you to say that three more times and just run it all day long. <laughs> just That'll be, it's called radio imaging, uh-huh. and then you'll have the voice go, 98 Rock, that kind of thing. So uh-huh. that was perfect. Thanks. That was, that was nice. Can't Thanks. believe you memorized everything Nikki D told you to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's a good job. Yeah, a good yeah yeah all right let's play uh so the game is order up i'm gonna give you a category and olga's gonna go first jerry because we got to do ladies first that's how we roll and then you have with the help from nikki d to put them in uh order oldest to newest okay if you don't get it right your competition then gets it uh mm-hmm. gets a, a shot at this so the first category for you olga is going to be slogans but jerry pay attention because she could screw it up and it could be your turn. So here we go. Listen up. Slogans. A1. A. I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. Sugar frosting. Either with milk or right out of the box. Packed with energy. They're good. Good? They're great. Okay, boy, let's try it again. C. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from old Speedy. Flop, flop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. God, listen to record player audio. <laughs> All right, slogans. Olga, Nikki D, order them up, please. Okay, Olga. The first one, I'm pretty sure, is that old Coca-Cola slogan. Um, um. That second one was Frosted Flakes. We all know that one. They're great. And C was Pepto-Bismol. Flip, flip, biz, biz, having stomach problems. So oldest to newest. All of the audio sounded old. So I think, I feel like Coca-Cola came first. Do you agree with that? I'm okay with the Coca-Cola being the oldest. It's the other two that are kind of getting me stumped. So I'm thinking Coca-Cola's the oldest. So we're going to go A and... I think that Frosted Flakes even came before Pepto-Bismol. So I think I want to say A, B, C. 
A, Coca-Cola, B, Frosted Flakes, C, Pepto-Bismol. All right. That's a good answer. That's strong, Olga. You want to stick with that, ABC? Oh, I was going to go A, C, B. Ooh, that's even better in my opinion. Well, we can, you can go with your gut. I need an answer, though. Okay, let's go with A, C, B. Yeah, there you go. That's not right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Jerry for the steal. Uh, let's go with Nikki D. I'll say ABC. ABC. So you think Coca Cola's the oldest too, Jerry, out of these three? I, I do. Yeah. That's a good one, Jerry, but you're wrong too. Whoa. <laughs> Both wrong. Uh, the answer is CBA. BAC. Kellogg's. Oh. Third. Oh, right. Flakes is the oldest. 1959, Coca-Cola, 1971, and then it's Alka-Seltzer. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. 1976. Okay. Here we go. Nobody on the board. Jerry, the board is yours. This category is movies. Movies. Here we go. B1. In the not-too-distant future, there will be no civilization. There will be no heroes. They say people don't believe in heroes anymore. Well, damn them. You and me, Max. You know what's really beautiful about this? You two kids picked me. You didn't have to, but you picked me. It makes me want to kiss you guys. Come on. Come no. Give me one. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Let's get down to business. You're right. I got a card around here somewhere. C. Number five. What do you make of this? Mmm. Wood pulp. Plant. Vegetable. Tomato. Water. Salt. Monosodium glutamate. Okay. Thank you. Now you're talking like a robot. All right, there we go. Movies, 60 seconds. Order them up, Jerry and Nikki D. All right, Jerry. What did you have for A? Honestly, I don't watch movies, so I have none of them. You have none of them, okay? Are you blind? (laughs) Is that why? Uh, Yeah, I'm blind. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Okay. So, A was something about no civilization, and I heard him say Max. Um, so, I'm not sure what movie that is, but something with Max. And then B was Beetlejuice. That's the one I'm the most confident on. And then C was a robot movie. Now, I can see the movie in my mind. I just can't think of the robot. So, because I'm not sure about A... I know Beetlejuice, I think, came out in the 80s or either in the 90s, one of them. I think the robot movie, though, might have been the oldest one. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to say C, B, A. C, the robot movie, then Beetlejuice, then the Max movie. That's strong, Jerry. You want to go with that? I got to go with Nikki D on this. That a boy. What did you say? I said CBA. CBA. What? Are we right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. No. no. Oh, okay, I thought Olga. I said you were wrong. You No, no my I didn't fault. say it. Olga, for the steal. Do you know any of these movies, Olga, other than Beetlejuice? Okay, I know the middle one. I was contemplating the... Do you know the robot the movie? One. No, I was thinking Planet of the Apes for the A, but I'm not sure. So... Do you know a movie with somebody named Max in it? No, just my my child is named Max, so that's all. <laughs> what's, what's his temperament? All right, so let's switch it up then, because uh, we're not because we're not sure. So let's say A, the Max movie is the oldest one, 
and then the robot movie and Beetlejuice. Yeah. Since we're not really sure on those. So let's just do ACB. ACB. That's what you want to go with, huh? Yeah. I want to go. (laughs) We only know B. (laughs) Are you sure you want to go with that, Olga? (sighs) Okay, BCA. No, Olga, let's, right. I'm telling you. All right, I need an answer. We don't know the other two movies. This we is don't our know best bet. Okay. okay, we're done with this. A, C, B. Oh, God. Last chance to change it. <laughs> Jerk. Don't change it. You're not helping. A, B, C. Okay, you want to go A, B, C? Let's go with A, B, C. All right, that's not right. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. The correct answer was A, C, B. Oh! Oh, <laughs> Olga! <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max, 1979, Short Circuit, 1986, Beetlejuice, 1988. Only one I'm going to get right today, and we didn't get it right. <laughs> you guys are going to get me beaten considering, later. Considering I'm 1988, I should have known that. Uh, I love that. Uh, okay, Olga, the board is yours, and the category is music. Okay. All right, let's try. Music. Pay attention. Here we go. C1. Oh, boy. Careful on this one. <laughs> Olga, Nikki D, order them up. Okay. A is you the one that I want. You are the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. From Greece. And then B Nailed it. was I the Tiger. And then mm-hmm. C was War. Uh, what is it good for? So, mm. No are you talking idea. to us? You sound I'm talking like- to <laughs> Olga. Me and Olga are figuring it out. All right. we're, we're conversing. We're conversing. Gotcha. All right. So, do you agree with all those? Those are all right. A, B, C. I, I, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm done with that. All right, Olga. So, do you know which one of these is the oldest? Which one of these songs came first? Is I feel like Greece might be the oldest one. I feel like Greece is the oldest too. But then that war one sounded old too. Oh. That's Ten seconds. Here right now. Okay, let's make the let's make the war one the oldest. Let's do C, A, B, because out of these, Ooh, I, I think that's the good. Eye of the Tiger is the newest one. So let's. I'm actually, okay, yeah, let's do C A B. Oh, that's a good one. That's strong. You want to stick with that or you want to change it? Last chance. I feel wore out. I can't change it. You more because you do this all the time. Yes, I'm sticking with that one. <laughs> 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 Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. Oh, thank God. War, Edwin Starr, 19. I was like, don't get it twisted because you might think of the movies that they're in. That's what I was thinking in my mind, too. And I think War was Rush Hour 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that was 1970. You're the one that I want to live in. John, John Travolta, Greece, of course, 1978. And then I, the Tiger Survivor, Rocky, 1982. Okay. Uh, Jerry, let's get on the board here. We're running out of time. But this one seems like a, right up in your squisher. This is historical events. All right? Historical events. Simple. Very easy. Here we go. D1. A. Hey. 
that's the gap that we were trying to fill. And now we're at 100,000 people. So who knows where we're going next? Um, we're hoping to have many more universities by the fall, hopefully over 100 or 200. What began as a catastrophic mining disaster became a story of hope, endurance, and technical ingenuity. The former South African president and foremost anti-apartheid legend finally has passed on. How are you going to do on this one? <laughs> that first one was tough, Nelson. Okay. That I, was that was a little tough. I cut out because he said it. I know, I know. He but that, said it at the beginning of it, but I didn't know if I should leave it in. Let's see if we can figure it out. Go ahead. All right. So um, uh, out of A, there's something world event that happened with universities um and users okay who am i playing with right now jerry jerry yeah. were you yeah. were you were you clear on any of this um i was not clear on any i think b was a mine disaster yeah b was a mining disaster do you know which one i the one with the miners no, no. the one with the maybe and then, the one with the children and then C was a South African uh, president. <laughs> There's so many. Are you joking right now? <laughs> so, and they said they passed on. So I was thinking that they might be talking about, um, oh, my gosh. Helper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Helper. You know the one I'm talking about, Jerry. The one that I want? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's literally right across the room from me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay, yeah. That's Thank what you. I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and he passed away. I remember that. And I think this university Ten thing, because they were talking about gaining Spit it out. followers, I think that might be Facebook. So, what do you think? Okay, ABC? so. Well, I don't think that Facebook is the oldest. Okay. Uh, well, maybe it is. Well, we, we can go with your gut if that's what you think it is. Okay, it's yeah, ABC. Yeah. You think it's C ABC? C A. I'm sorry, I was going the other way. C. Uh, a B. Oh, so you think it's C A B? But I that's think a it, good answer. I think it might be A B C though. <laughs> Ooh, that's I'm a real. That's a good one too. We gotta go with your gut. Right, need you an do. answer right now. Let's go with the A B C. You're gonna go A B C and not your gut? Are you sure? It's all. I mean, this is it. If you don't get this, you're screwed. Um, we got this one. So what do you want to go with? A B C. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> you got a tied game. All Woo! right. Yeah. This will be the last one. Olga, if you get this right, you get your pick your tickets, whether Kid Rock or Wolfgang. If you get it wrong, Jer Jer gets to pick his tickets. Okay? Last one. Category uh, TV shows. Oh, thank oh, God. All right. TV show. Oh, I'm sorry. TV shows that Nikki D doesn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses. No, these are just TV shows. Here we go. Listen up. E1. You didn't even give her the hand clap. <laughs> wow. No. All right, TV shows. Order them up. Oldest to newest for the win. All right. A was my favorite show of all time as a child, which was Fraggle Rock. Let's go. 
B, um, I think it was the Wonder Years. Is that right, Olga? Was that the Wonder Years theme song? Yeah, it it just, mine was like making extra noise, so it was hard to hear, but I think it was. And then C was the Golden Girls. I know that for a fact. The B, I know the theme. I just can't, I don't know if it's Wonder Years or one of those other ones that was around that time. So, all right, I know Fraggle Rock is hands down the oldest, so A. And then I'm pretty sure Golden Girls was before whatever B was. So I would say A, C, B. Ooh, that's good. Go with that. Yeah. Let's go with I would go, go with, with that, too. Uh, but A, C, B? You, yeah. you sure? Uh, last chance. I mean, this is for everything. Yeah, it's for everything. A, C, B. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to change it. <laughs> no. You did that last time, and look what happened. No, it's ACB. <laughs> Spicy. I like her. ACB. We're right. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, 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 oh. Fraggle Rock, 1983. Golden Girls, 1985. Beverly Hills, 90210. Oh. Dang. I should have given her the clap. All right, well. Olga, what tickets are you taking? Wolfgang Van Halen or Kid Rock? Uh, Kid Rock, please. All right, you can have those. You want to hang on? Yes. Okay, yeah. Jerry, you're a good man. Thank you. You can call back tomorrow at the same time. We'll have the same tickets, okay? Thank you, sir. Will do. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you listening. And have a good evening. Very nice people. Very nice. Very, very nice. nice people. Who? that one was a little tough today. I was sweating watching you. <laughs> My paper is over here going nuts. Uh, I was talking about this past weekend. I was out of town. I went back to Atlanta for my daughter's graduation, and uh, the the commencement speeches were very good. They didn't have any celebrity or anything like colleges do. Usually, mm-hmm. it's just in colleges, not in high school, which I'm very much against. The celebrity the speaking? Yeah, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Uh, well, for this reason, because this what happened to this CEO when he went to go speak? You can't do this. It's got to stop. And I'll explain all this, and I'll tell you a story in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Uh-oh. What happened? I don't know. I'm in trouble. Again? What did you do? <laughs> like, literally just flew in this morning. <laughs> like, I can't get in this much trouble in one day. Sounds like it. Uh, so I got in trouble already for the... Uh, very that you did too good. Very good Chad, Krover conversa- Chad <laughs> Kruger conversation from Nickelback that we're going to air here in two parts coming up. Uh, and now I'm in trouble with my family because I was telling the story about my daughter's graduation <laughs> and my father-in-law who overchurched, you know, because he was just really happy about him knowing the scripture that they picked for this baccalaureate. And he was like, he wanted to make it known like, dude, Micah, 519, yeah. You know, and he's like, knows all the words. And I just said, it's the equivalent of going to a movie with Nikki D and her singing the words to the Guardian of the Galaxy movie. He didn't like that, huh? No, he's he turned he turned off the Odyssey app. <laughs> well, however you do that, and <laughs> and now he's reading scripture to my wife. Oh no, he's reading it to her out. <laughs> I thought he's just reading it to himself. No, he's got everybody gathered around. So I guess I'm the devil. You are the devil. I he was joking. Cleansing. I was not. It was not <laughs> malicious. I was telling a story. It was a joke. Everybody doesn't like radio jokes, so you have to understand. Whatever we say here, people take real personal. Oh, I know. I've been doing this for a minute. I know. I think the only person who's pretty lighthearted is my mom. She hasn't taken anything too serious yet anyway. Well, there's a couple things that you've 
decided not to do because you're afraid. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I that's because I'm not going to do them. I, don't I mean, you don't mind going on mad. the air and be like, man, I want to bang some money in the water, but <laughs> there's some other things that you want. <laughs> So weird what people pick and choose. <laughs> uh, so the uh, commencement commencement speeches, this is more, I guess, for universities. I've never been a fan of them bringing in a celebrity or somebody of name um, to give these speeches. And I'm totally against if they never graduated from A, that school, or B, a school in general. I don't like giving out the fake degrees to celebrities. I don't think that's cool. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Pretty much what you're, it's such a hypocritical thing to do. Pretty much what you're telling every kid there that paid thousands of dollars to go to your university. Exactly. Is what were you thinking? You idiots. You could be this guy who didn't even finish school and be making $250 million a year. And get a free degree that you did nothing for at all. I mean, we do some really dumb things in this world. So uh, Boston University brings back. Now, he did graduate. And this is uh, David Zeslav. Zeslav. And he's a big deal in Hollywood. I don't know who he is. But he's like a behind-the-scenes guy. And, I mean, he makes 250. He made, that's where I got the number. He makes he's like a writer or a director. Or no, he's like not that. a writer. And that's the problem. Oh, okay. So, um, what is what does he do? I just had it in my hands a second ago. Anyway, he went back to the school to give the speech, and he was heckled. He's the president the, the, of Warner Brothers. Oh, that's it. Right. Thank you. Yeah, he's the CEO of Warner Brothers, and he was uh, he was heckled throughout the speech because of the writer's strike. You know, and that's the other thing is you can't bring somebody in to give a commencement speech where and, and now I don't. Th- there's no one you can bring in that's not going to have. Some, some kind of controversy, some to type of to it. political lean, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't even mean like, you know, right, left lean. I'm talking about a political, like something political, like the writer's strike or something mm-hmm. like that. There's no there's no one, no one that you could bring in that somebody's not going to have a problem with. So just let, like let the kids do it. Yeah, that's what I agree. Just let them get up, let them talk, let them speak. Or if it's somebody maybe prominent in your community that the kids actually know, let them speak versus bringing in these celebrities and people they don't know. They'll probably have no connection to what they're telling them. Bring somebody in that they know. Well, not not unless they graduated from that school. I will I will not allow it. Not on my watch. <laughs> well, what if this is my rule. But what if it's somebody prominent in the community that's done something well, even though they didn't graduate from the school, they could still say something impactful to the class. What does it have to do with going to that school? Because aren't they giving speeches to give inspiration? Isn't that the point of the speeches? Well, yeah, but it should also tie back into the school. I mean, you can get inspiration from anywhere, though. It doesn't have to necessarily tie into the school. If it does, great, but I don't think it has to tie into the school absolutely well it doesn't matter what you think i'm telling you what it has to think no you're telling me what my you rule. think and i'm telling you what i think and that's what we're thinking my rules make sense yours do not mine made a lot of sense uh at one point this guy was talking about the importance of getting along with colleagues and then a chant that's the other thing like you're at a commencement like you're at you're at the graduation this is like the most important day and you got kids in the audience are chanting pay your writers pay your writers <laughs> <laughs> Other times there were shouts of, we don't want you here. Jesus. What would you have kept speaking? You, yeah, you have to. You gotta, you gotta, you, you can't walk off. You can't let them win. Right. I don't know. That would be so awkward to be there speaking to kids that you know aren't listening to what you have to say. Then what are you talking for? And then shut up and then telling them to shut up, which is kind of rude. 
You know, at some point, you just kind of have to let it go. I mean, it's all rude if somebody's giving a speech. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Maybe we should be beating up on the now Boston University, really putting out a hell of a senior class. <laughs> maybe it's maybe we should beat them up instead of. I just don't think you should bring in you know anybody that's got some type of controversy. You're ruining the day. I agree with that absolutely. You know, you're ruining it the day for. It's a special day for each and every person there, especially the parents. And especially the graduates. Like, this is your graduation from college. Very, very high honor to have. And then this is what you remembered by. That's why there's a lot of, a lot of crying at the, the graduation. Oh, my gosh. Our I graduation. can imagine. Did you cry? I saw you with your shades no, on. No, but the allergies were bad. No, I saw you with them shades on. That's why you put them on. You put mm-hmm. shades on no. at graduations and funerals. Kid does not cry, but uh, those allergies were horrible. <laughs> I also think somebody had onions next to me, too. Oh, gosh. Allergies and onions? Allergy. Well, yeah. I was you were allergic. doomed. I was actually allergic to the onions. Oh. Yeah. That's how bad it was. So you were just pouring down with tears. I, you know, I was, I was having a conversation with, actually, I think it was my mother-in-law, and be careful here, and we are talking about <laughs> change, you know, because, you know, her, her granddaughter and my daughter now getting ready to be 18 and going off into the next part, a grown-up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a grown-up. Absolutely. You know, and I said, I go, and she's like, I don't handle change well. And I said, you know what? And I probably shouldn't have said this. But I said, you know, one thing that I've come to realize as I've gotten older is the reason why people, we, don't accept change isn't, isn't related to the change itself or the person that's changing. It's all about us. It's all about how it makes us feel. It's about us being old and outdated and surpassed. It's right. a very selfish emotion. But that's why people don't like change. It has nothing to do with the change. It has everything to do with the person. But in this case, the change is good because our daughter is getting older and we should be happy for her. But we're, we're struggling. We're struggling with it. But it's not about her going off because that's all good stuff. It's about us getting older. What did you say that's the other day? Point. Your mortality. Ain't that what you say, Nelson? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what it is. He's coming face to face with his own mortality. Yeah. It's very profound. Deep, very profound. All right. <laughs> Second round of headlines. What you got there, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you why seagulls are getting high and what huge sporting event is coming to the bay. All right. Two big stories from today. Stick around. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, here we go. Second round of headlines, Nikki D. What do you do if you see a flock of seagulls? Hide your drugs. Oh, I thought that was a question. I ran. That's what I did. (laughs) So far away. No, you should hide your drugs. H3. (laughs) They know where to wait, then swoop down to steal your food. Three slices of pizza in Caitlin Cullum's case. I'm really mad about it. I don't understand why the seagulls feel that they can take everybody else's paid for food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, they're real people, too. (laughs) Seagulls are essentially the coastal version of pigeons. We all know they're pesky. They swipe down. They steal your food. They peck around on you. Getting caught in a flock of those things is horrible. Well, in the U.K., they're now dealing with seagulls that they're calling zombie birds, and they are re havoc what's happening is that they're getting into what they're called the zombie drug aka spice and it's making them go crazy so if you thought seagulls were already absurd give them drugs and now they're going nuts okay well the question is is how are the seagulls getting the drugs the same way they get your food so somebody's walking around smoking this little synthetic 
synthetic weed that they call the little K2 and the seagull comes and takes it from them and eat it. And this is a ongoing problem or it just happened once? No, this is something that's happening often now over in London and Liverpool. Okay, that's awesome. I want to go see the drug seagulls. (laughs) I don't want to see these crazy seagulls. First it was cocaine bear and Uh now it's spice gulls. Spice gulls. <laughs> World tour. Yeah. Tell me what you want. Spice gulls. Yeah, some of the oh my si- God. Some, of the, <laughs> some of the side effects from these drugs is like tremors and seizures, hallucinations. So you can imagine how crazy these birds are acting. You see one of the seagulls got sunglasses and like a trench coat. He's on the side. And <laughs> see him forking out some drugs to the other seagulls. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> oh, he is so red there. You cracked him oh, up. <laughs> well, just a drug dealing seagull is hilarious. <laughs> I don't need to say anybody can say it. That's just funny. Well, like no, a- I think he's still stuck on the spice one. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm all of it. No, he just the hits keep coming. <laughs> Speaking of coming, the Super Bowl is coming back to Cali. H four. It's official. The Super Bowl is coming back to the Bay Area. And like then, Super Bowl events are expected to take place all across the Bay Area. The 2026 Super Bowl is going to be held right here at Levi Stadium in San Francisco. That's home of the 49ers. Um, It's going to mark the second time the stadium has hosted the Super Bowl 10 years after the Denver Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50. Well, that's uh, Super Bowl is always exciting when it comes to town. Brings a lot of money, but it'll be interesting what they do to prepare for the Super Bowl. Yeah, because when we had it in Atlanta, it was electric. A lot was going on. Went to a lot of events down there. It brought a lot to the city. Yeah, it was cool. Radio Row was cool. Mm-hmm. Security was insane. Like it was just trippy to walk around and see snipers on top of buildings and. Yeah. It was just a little weird. But. And that's where I actually met San Francisco 49ers Jerry Rice. Yeah, he's cool. On Radio Row Super Bowl. If you ever want to ever wanna see Jerry Rice, he's usually uh, signing uh, in Vegas at the Venetian. That's cool. Oh, Boy. that is. I haven't been to Vegas yet still. Hey, him and Pete Rose are always there signing. <laughs> Remember, I was in Vegas one time, and I had just interviewed him because Randy Cross, who will join this show, uh, former San Francisco 49er center for Montana for all those dynasty years, and then he and Jerry obviously go way back. Right. And so I, I, we just had him on. We were doing sports talk radio at the time. It was years ago. And then I just happened to go to Vegas. And he was signing autographs. I was passing by. And I, like, skipped the line. Like, I felt like I knew him. And I just walked over. Hey, Jerry! Jason Bailey just had you on. Friends with Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Total douche. Total that. douche move. <laughs> Total douche move. Talking to the goat right there. You know, Remember as far me? as the receivers go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Chad Kruger. Of Nickelback, and yes, that's how you pronounce Chad's last name. I know for years, me too, we've been pronouncing it wrong. They're coming to town. Nickelback will be in town. We'll tell you about that. Uh, they've got the new album coming out. They've got uh, the new songs that you're hearing on 98 Rock, everything Chad Kruger. And yes, we will talk about the love-hate relationship and all kinds of stuff. But I've already got in trouble for this conversation that we had with him. We're going to break it up into two different parts. So this will be the first part when we get back here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock.
appreciate you being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And uh, I, I feel like we're getting ready to talk to one of the biggest rock stars of all time that's been hibernating. Um, just because Nickelback and Chad, uh, it's been five years since you know we've heard from you guys. And now that we know it's not Kroger, it's Kruger, I feel so much better about this, Chad. Wow, the red carpet has been laid before me. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, biggest biggest rock star of all time. I, I had to look behind me. I'm like, is there, some, is there, some, is there someone else on this call? Here's the interesting interesting thing about you, Chad, is like everybody talks about you. Everybody talks about Nickelback, even if you're not making albums, but right. you stay out of the spotlight. It, it, it's like you've become this this you're beowulf you're like this myth you're the iliad <laughs> you're the sirens with the wax in the ears you're that oh. guy you know uh you you just you, in the last five years what have you been doing just chilling out i don't know if uh yeah i don't know i didn't feel very beowulf last night i got <laughs> uh my, my friends and i got cut off at a lounge and um pretty much ejected really yeah. Nobody pulls told, the I'm with Chad card? No, they told us after they'd served us, after they'd overserved us, they literally said, well, we served you guys too much alcohol, and so we have to put food on your bill. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I have no problem with this, but, but you're like, this seems a little after the fact to me. Like, I feel like <laughs> halfway opposite. through serving us, maybe you should have said, but we can't serve you any more alcohol until we serve you food. Right. Goes, well, if the liquor inspector comes in, and that's when I started recording. <laughs> you got it all on camera. <laughs> maybe maybe what they were trying to do is they had some uh, chicken that was going bad. They figured that you and your buddies were too drunk to realize it. And they're like, yeah, let's just put it on their bill. It's got that Nickelback money. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> you got it all. You, now are you going to release that on social media and let us all see it? Social media, I just I just gave it to you. That's the same thing, right? It's exactly interviews just go everywhere. So this girl literally says, We're gonna get in trouble from the liquor inspector because we've served you too much alcohol and we didn't put any food on your bill. And so then they just wanted to shove food on the bill right. and not bring us any food. And then the guy next to me, they did the same thing to him. They're like, We have to put we've served you 17 drinks and now we're just gonna put a steak on your bill. And he goes, I'm not paying for that and they're like no you can't leave until you pay for the steak and he goes you didn't give me a steak <laughs> that seems illegal yeah right like they're forcing uh, forcing food on you your go. bill exactly so there you, you go so you're at a strip cactus, club if you're cactus uh, club abbotsford uh canada there uh, you go is it a strip right is it a strip club because they were giving you steaks no oh nope okay and i'm like i'm putting them on blast right now cactus club abbotsford and i've got them on tape saying they served us too much alcohol and forgot to give us food and now they now they're cutting us off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put you on blast. Did did, did you I got 10 more interviews today? I'm like, they're going to get it all day. <laughs> no, 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 all no. Day. Don't give it to anybody else. Just give it to us. Oh. Did, 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 uh, did, did, did you, <laughs> did you, uh, did you pick up, like when you go out with your friends, do you pick up the tab or do you split it? Um, honestly, I try, I try to Brad's behind me. Like, like, <laughs> Brad's just like, dude, be real. You always pick it up. I try to, yeah. but like, there's usually, you know, damn near an arm wrestler, a fist fight because they're all like, dude, you always get the bill. Like, let me get a bill for once. 
I mean, if we're ordering like stupid wine mm-hmm. and and the bill goes through the roof, then I insist. I'm like, you didn't order that wine. Like, like that's not okay for you to pick up that bill. Um, so in those instances, I, I will insist that I, I uh, you know, I, I take the bill. But, um, you know, I, I do have friends that strategically watch and see if like, if no wine has been ordered, they're like, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do, or do you have the do you have the friend that conveniently gets up and times it out perfectly, gets up and goes to the bathroom knowing that the bill will already be there uh, before it's, he gets back? It's so bad that now when we walk into places, if somebody wants to get the the bill, they they leave the credit card as we're walking in. Ah, it's like everything goes on here. Don't let him, you know. And so, and we all, and that's nice because, like, you know, nobody wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of. And I, and I, I don't, um, I also, I hang out with a, like, I don't hang out with like a lot of celebs or, or, or billionaires. I hang out with a lot of nine to fivers Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you guys, I sing songs for a living. So let's just keep things in perspective. Like, come on, (laughs) you, you work way harder for your money than I do for mine. So like, come on. And, you know, I'll try and give them that speech a little bit. And then sometimes they're just like, they'll just give me the Ah. <laughs> See, I don't think, Nikki, would you have a problem if we went out with Chad? I, I think I would just chalk it up as like Nickelback's an LLC and they just write it off at the end of the year. Oh, you know I'm not going to have a problem. Yeah. Anytime I don't have to pay a bill, I'm happy. Uh, unfortunately uh, for you guys, it's called payola. So that's oh, that's right. <laughs> By the way, Nelson, can you put another those days in rotation today? Please? I can, yeah. yeah. Right. Heavy? And, yeah. And, and gifts are on the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> those new nickelback sneakers i can't wait yeah um all right, what so, they call back in the day they called it ind- independent radio promotion I, actually you know what's funny about that chat is i just made that joke to my program director there's a a band that he's playing a song he's playing i'm not a fan of and i was like oh those shoes must have come from the label uh because right. back in the day you're right you know the music director always had brand new white shoes on and you know where he got them from Right. No. Now, wasn't it always like so? So, well, you have a so every radio station puts on like a, a festival or a show sure. every year, and the labels the labels are always like, "You need T-shirts for that, right?" So we're <laughs> gonna donate all the T-shirts for your show. Right. Nudge, nudge. Isn't that wasn't that the thing? Back <laughs> but in the day? we want the band not to play. We don't want them to curtain jerk the festival. We want them towards the end when the sun is right. setting and people aren't as hot. That's when we want right. them up on stage. Exactly. All right. Um. So let's get down to some business. I feel here. like I just got a whole lot of people in trouble. I feel like the- it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I feel like Congress is going to meet over this in a second. And be like, uh, Toyota Amphitheater, Saturday, July eighth. Get rolling tour. So that's our show here in Sacramento, um, which is very exciting to have Nickelback back out on the road. Get rolling. Tenth studio album, first release, five years. I already said that. Uh, those days, new track, San Quentin. Before that, and the third track will be High Time. I do have a question about San Quentin. So I read that it's based off of just a casual run-in you had with a like security guard from the prison. Uh, so my question is, I guess, is how do I get a Nickelback song made about me? I mean, how interesting of a person do you have to be? It, no, it was no, it was the warden. It was the warden. Was he it that was interesting? I was shocked at how young the dude was. That's that's all. I mean, honestly, I was just kind of like, um, he he introduced himself and. Uh, I'm looking at this guy and I'm just like, nah, this dude's, there's just no way. And everyone behind him was like, I'm like, oh, you're, you're, you're 
literally like you're actually the warden for San Quentin. He's like, yes. And I'm like, wow. I, you know, cause I'm picturing somebody. Right. Uh, Picturing the older. guy in Shellshank. I, yes, I'm like I'm not going to use the word obtuse at any point in time <laughs> in this, this conversation. <laughs> Round. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm just I'm just like, and then and then every moment from there on where he was talking, I wasn't listening, uh-huh. and I'm I'm just literally like, I was like uh, John C. Riley in uh, what's the what's the thing? It's Cox. Dewey Cox. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah. And when his wife's sitting there, go, don't you dare write a song right now, Dewey. And he's just sitting there <laughs> writing a song in his head. That was literally me. I'm just so like, where where were you that you met this guy? And and how was it that interesting? To, I mean, the guy, like I, a lot of songs are made about women, right? I always found that interesting. Like, where are these women at now? You've got a song right. about a warden from a prison in California. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just sort of that. I was like, I was shocked. I'm like, so when you meet someone for the first time and you tell them your job title, you know, and you can say, I'm a plumber, I'm an electrician, you know, I hang drywall, whatever the hell it is. Uh, when someone says I'm the warden for San Quentin, it's like, it, it carries a bit of weight. <laughs> Pretty like cool. this. I'm like, damn dude, that's like, well, at first immediately, because the, the guy was just so young for the job because you, you think quintessentially like that person is going to be like, you know, stereotypically, it's just going to be like this old gruff, like mean mm. larger human and he wasn't any of those things and he was like he's like you know we're a lot about rehabilitation these days and i'm just like <laughs> i'm not even listening to you dude i'm just I'm like I, I i literally i picked up my phone and i'm like i just what right i wrote san quentin in my phone i'm like <laughs> i'm writing a song like in my head right now and uh that's all it was i've been wanting to ask you this question for a very long time there's a rumor that i've heard from people that have uh, written with you, mm. um, and I want to know if this is true. I'm going to uh, start narrowing this down quickly. I'm just going to be like, yes, go on. <laughs> that, that you will purposely throw in just some nonsensical, whacked-out lyrics in your songs just to mess with people. Is there any truth to that? No. No? You don't put no. any lines in there. They're just like, just kind of funny and don't really make sense, but know that they'll catch on no okay so okay so spill the tea who was it i can't tell you i, I, I can't see well, i i know that like zach brown he because he gets so sick and tired of playing chicken fried he changes yeah. the lyrics a lot of artists they change the lyrics i mean i get it you know it's 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 like a stand-up comic that does the same set and you got to play the songs and you have the same emotion so you change it up but i heard right. that you purposely do that before the song's even released um no that's the no i i think that you i have to here we go i think that you have to contribute to the main theme of the song um so you're using your verses as your descriptive moments to to do that so your verses are going to be describing all the you know the tiny the, the small things and then your your chorus is going to be your over theme. <laughs> ah, this is weird um and then so I don't think that you should just say something. Now, when it comes to like making fun of your own stuff, um, when you record something and when you're sitting, you know, like if you're just, if you're in a room and you're trying to come up with, uh, you got acoustic version right here. So if you're, if you're sitting there going, okay, so what do we, so, so we've gotten past the, the part about, uh, I'm through a standing line. 
So if you go, I'm, I'm through a standing line to clubs I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm, ne and I'm never going to win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. So now you're going to just start listing things, right? So now, I want a brand new house on an episode of Crib. And then you, so now all you're going to do is just start listing right. things, every single thing that you think most people think uh -huh. a rock star has. Yeah. You know, so, and, and the stuff you come up with is so dumb, so offside you could never say in a room <laughs> it's like no everybody's laughing but we're not putting that in the song <laughs> like no like like that that literally can't happen every you know? time every time i hear rockstar i always think like that's your song for when that's man i'm i'm just guessing here totally guessing but it was like your introduction to la and a scene that you might have not been familiar with mm. That's the from the fans' perspective. Um, in all honesty, uh, the song I start off with, I like your pants around your feet, mm -hmm. is that, is literally what you just described. That's, really? You know, and I like the powder on your nose. Uh -huh. And then at the end of it, you, and you, I wind up saying, and I hate the places that we go, and I hate the people that you know, and I hate the powder on your nose. And you go, you're like, and I don't like any of this. I, don't, <laughs> I really don't like any of this crap. Um, but you make it you know, sound so, good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it sounds so great. It, it, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you start playing in front of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people and they're just reciting it back to you, which must make you feel good. That is, um, so we all know what it's like to be uh, inebriated. We all know what it's like to be high on uh, weed. A lot of us know what it's like to be like if 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 you've tried acid <laughs> mushrooms i'm not a i'm not a cocaine guy i'm really not like i i thankfully uh otherwise it'd just be a mountain in front of me at all times i'm like i need more of this <laughs> um i'm more of a I, i'm just I, like i'm kind of a drinker but when you know what all those drugs feel like mm. all of them you go yep i know yep i have i've been on a mushroom trip and yes i know what it's like to be drunk or whatever mm. it is and the feeling that each one of those drugs give you is nothing like standing on stage in front of thousands of people and have them sing back lyrics that you wrote in a in a studio and just sang into a microphone. It, it that is a drug. I, and and I I know a lot of other singers have tried to describe that. It's hard. It's real. You feel. It's um, you feel really uh, euphoric. Mm. There's definitely a state of euphoria, and then you also feel very powerful, and and then you feel this wonderful sense of camaraderie, um, and and then you're like, wow, I'm 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 in charge of the party, right. right? I'm in charge of the way these people are feeling right now, and I can move them through uh, love pain joy exuberance party mm -hmm. all of these things and, and 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 when you realize that you're the master of ceremonies um you definitely feel this thing like this is a, this is a, this is a cool feeling <laughs> is is there a line in particular you know I, i've always put over bands that perform songs um the way the audience wants to hear them even though they're performing them every night usually the slower songs the ones that have 
certain meaning to people, so on and so forth. Like, you know, three doors, you know, without you and stuff like that. Yep. Um, Brad always does a great job of performing it like he recorded it. And I think that's important for the fans. For Nickelback and you, Chad, is there any specific song or lyric that after all these years, when you get up on stage and you hear the, the crowd chant it back to you, you're just like, man, I never thought it'd work like this. Um, God, I'm thinking. Probably, maybe, like, maybe something in Photograph. Yeah. There's, pro- there's probably something in Photograph that does that. Um, but there's different moments and, and they weigh differently at different times because when you've got the crowd down and you're singing something to them and they sing back something emotional, it's just a different feeling than when, you know, you're ending the show and it's burned to the ground and it's, we're going out tonight. I could go to every light. You know, and so you've got that thing going on. Mm. So there's, you know, it, it's just weighted differently. Um, because when you're in party mode, you want, you know, yeah. that thing going on. And then when you're in, I mean, it could be, it could be nostalgic mode. Um, it, it. Well, you guys now are under the category of nostalgic. You know, you've been yeah, around, you've been right. around for long enough. So people, like you guys actually, you know, before we started this conversation, we were chit-chatting about the last time we spoke, which was, you know, probably 2001 um, when Silver Side Up came out. And, right. and, and you guys were part of the last rock and roll radio revolution, which is the bands like Three Doors and Shinedown and Disturbed and those bands with the new rock alternative. But you guys were a part of that. Uh, a big part of that, a huge part of that, and radio rock think, rock radio. I think you just came that. up with a really cool band name, what? Radio Revolution. Radio Revolution, <laughs> like that's a, that's a cool band name, right? R- radio Revolution, rock Radio like, Revolution, yeah. <laughs> but in a time when everybody, like, not everybody, obviously. I mean, you 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 work for ninety eight rock, like you still have jobs. Obviously, you're gainfully employed. Um, but when music is so easily accessible by way of Spotify or any of these other places. Um, you know, I think the irony of it's like radio revolution. I'm like, that's badass, dude. I think that's a well. If anybody's listening, I, I, like, I'm no, not taking it. No, no, got, no, 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 I no. Got a, you are taking it. A, that's your next San Quentin, sir. Okay. <laughs> radio revolution. Well, we do have a song called Revolution, though. So I, I don't know. It's maybe it's a little close. I don't know, but I think that's a I think that's a great band. Name, I'm but, waiting. But, I'm waiting for the next album. <laughs> You can always right. call it. You can always call it Bailey's. Bailey's Radio Revolution, and then just featuring the, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> featuring Chad. Jug, jug. You know, it, as much as we think that Bailey's is just innocuous, it's just like it's no, it's just you know, it's just an enhancer. You know that Bailey's is made of whiskey. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm just drinking whiskey and coffee right now. Like <laughs> I can try to hide my alcoholism behind, uh, you know, something that. <laughs> we don't deem to be it's like oh hey it's just a little coffee and baileys no it's coffee and whiskey let's just call it what it is there's no way he's drinking alcohol in a chewbacca mug he wouldn't do that that's sacrilegious chewbacca didn't drink you never saw him even even at cloud city he wasn't having a drink at the table you know <laughs> uh lando lando would have subsidized this for sure yeah chad Kruger, part one nickelback the interview we got in trouble for. Great conversation, <laughs> though. Because <laughs> there's a part two to it. 
That's what got us in trouble. There's, <laughs> there's five radio stations that are very upset with us, but it's not our fault. I did not do it on purpose, I promise you. But that's just kind of my style. The host is with the most. Is. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. All right, so we'll play the second part of the top of the next hour, um, or actually at the end of this hour. But next, we'll discuss, because uh, I think when we come back in the second part of it, we talk about the hatred yes. that people have for Nickelback. So I have these tickets for Wolfgang Van Halen at Ace of Spades, August 26th, that I, I want to give out. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll have a conversation about the most hated bands. This is according to science, by the way. Oh, this is scientific? Yeah. And if you can name one of the bands on this list, I've got 21 on this list, that's not named Nickelback, <laughs> the first person that does that, I'll give you these tickets. How about that? Then we can discuss. 916-909-0985. It's the BS on 98 Rock. It's no secret that, for whatever reason, Nickelback has gotten kickback uh, over the years. And it's actually the second part of the conversation with Chad Kruger of Nickelback that we'll get to here in about yeah, 25, 30 minutes. That'll be the first thing you hear us talk about uh, is the hatred for the band. It's crazy. They're actually number one, uh, the, the most hated bands, according to science. <laughs> and what they did, they created an algorithm based on things like uh, most hated lists, message boards, articles, and all that stuff. And Nickelback's number one. And I look at it, Nickelback is a lot like Backstreet Boys. But I like you know, all the Nickelback music I've heard. I like it. You know, Backstreet Boys, because of the boy band kickback, mm-hmm. they, it was like they were a joke. And then no longer. They survived it. They came back and they go and they tour. Now it's they're nostalgic. You know, that's kind of thing. So uh, I've got a list. There's 21 of these bands and they're going to surprise you. I'll run through them quickly here. Uh, but I did say I've got these uh, Wolfgang Van Halen tickets for Ace of Spades. August 26th to give away. If you can give me a band other than Nickelback on this list, and I'm just going to go because i got a full phone bank in order of how long you've been on hold. Sean and Lincoln, give me a band. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. No, sir, believe it or not. Actually, I do believe it. But, <laughs> well, it, when I start naming some of these bands, you're going to go, what the hell? So yeah. I'm going to let could, you go. You could see GNR being on this list when you look at some of the other names. And they would be on the list because it took them 10 years to release Chinese Democracy. Oh, I don't remember. And the band broke up, and Axel comes back with uh, DJ Ashba as guitarist oh, instead yes. of, and Buckethead instead of Slash. So, yeah, you could get the kickback. I could see that. Not on the list, sir. Nick and Woodland. Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit's number two. So, nicely done. You win. Hang on. All right. Do you, actually, do you hate, do you, do you not like Limp Biscuit? Nah, I can't stand that man. Oh. Well, okay, how old are you? I'm. 47. Why don't you like the band? It's kind of like in your wheelhouse because you're my age. I don't know, man. I, that guy did a little. I love hip hop too, you know, and uh, he did a little hip hop and I just couldn't get with it. So it's weird. Like Nick for us and, and Generation X, Limp Biscuit, Corn, that new metal stuff was our heavy metal. I mean, not that we weren't still into Pantera and Maiden and all that stuff and Priest, but it was the new version of heavy metal. So it surprises me you didn't like Limp Bizkit. Oh, no. That guy, he, he seemed like a bitch to me. Golly, <laughs> <laughs> Nick. First. All right, brother man. Thanks for listening. You hang on. We'll get you these tickets. But give us a minute here. Uh, but, uh, yes, Limp Bizkit, totally a hated band. I know. I don't understand that either. It's the same reason for Nickelback. 
Oh, but they were so heavy. They were a perfect blend of hip hop and, and heavy metal. I thought people love Limp Bizkit, though. I'm shocking to hear their hate. Well, now that they're on tour, it's like they're loved again. Uh huh. Just don't play anything off a of chocolate starfish, and we're fine. What are you talking Why? about? Uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Okay. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. I'll give rolling. you rolling. I'll give you rolling. That's you it. <laughs> but chocolate starfish was not so, and it definitely wasn't three dollar bill. Like I'm a little bit of a, a limp biscuit snob, so maybe I'm not the one to talk to. Creed uh, is number three on the list, and again, um, and you know, I was with those guys from the beginning. They're an Orlando band. So did you I, help launch them? No, I oh, okay. this, the rock station. I got to the rock station right after they launched them. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. um, but that was the first rock station I worked at. But I remember watching those guys play. You know, it's the hard rock there and just packing it. It was they're huge, you know, and they're and they're, they're great guys. And and one of the still today, I believe, highest selling rock bands of all time. Really? Yeah. If you look it up by the numbers. Well, they were so big when they were big and then they just weren't anymore. That's the problem with us as people. We can't stand other people's success. And when somebody talks about their success, they're bragging. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. It's a case-by-case basis. So the bigger the band gets, the more you want to hate them. Because for some reason, as human beings, we feel like that's going against the man. Uh-huh. Right? U2, number four. Mumford and Sons, five. Bob Dylan, six. I've never understood Bob Dylan. I don't. What liking him or why yeah, people or hating hate him? I don't, no, I understand why people hate him. Just because, hey. like, yeah, I I know that he influenced so many people. And yes, they did. He was a cultural icon in that he, you know, he tried to bridge the gap between whites and blacks. And I he did. Tried, he tried to not capitalize on black music like Elvis did. That's know? correct. But like, yeah, and I heard he's a ruthless <laughs> prick when it comes to like his shows. Like, you don't just, know me. He'll just not play stuff. Well, because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I do is have my son play it. Right. Oh, why? He always it? gets a ticket for his one headline. <laughs> uh, fish at seven. Probably something to do with one of the members. Wasn't he like arrested for weird sex stuff? Radiohead eight. Uh, Kiss nine. Dave Matthews Band 10. There's a lot of hatred for Dave Matthews Band. That's another one that surprises me. Like, why? What's the guy doing to garner all this hate? Because when Dave Matthews went ma- became mainstream. So Dave Matthews is, in my opinion, he's kind of like the top when it comes to college rock. Mm. And that was a thing in the early to mid-90s. Uh, and there were a lot of these college rock bands, a lot of them that never even made it. One band in particular out of Boulder, Colorado, that I love still to this day called the samples. There's another band out of Austin, Texas called the scabs. And these were like these college rock indie bands. And, uh, it, it, it kind of changed music because Dave Matthews doesn't get played on the radio, Ever. but, but the, the tours, the money, I mean, oh, it's ridiculous. I've always wanted to see him at the gorge in, uh, Washington or red rocks. I would take red rocks, but man, have you seen the gorge? One of the best concerts that I've ever been to, Dave Matthews, South Florida, rainstorm, inside, like 10 rows back, full band, jumbotrons, nasty storm comes in, they're playing ants marching, and the power goes out. They still play. You can hear them, ding, 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 ding. You can still hear them playing. Right. The power gradually comes back on, and they play to it, and then they get to the breakdown at the end of the song. 
Yeah, that that does sound cool. I remember you goosebumps. telling us about that. I got goosebumps right now. Look at them. Badass. Coldplay, number 11, most hated bands. Green Day, 12. The Doors, 13. Uh, Metallica, 14. Corn, huh. 15. Oasis, 16. Pearl Jam, 17. Rush, 18. Nirvana, 19. Spin Doctors, 20. You're going to hate the Spin Doctors. I know. like That's like picking on a kid. Right? Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> like a special that, needs We know kid. a kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Linkin Park, 21. Like, how are you going to hit him? He wears a helmet. And did you say what's the scientific fact in this? Yeah, I did. I missed the mystic. No, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Uh, most funny. hated list, message boards, articles, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. <laughs> He's not being facetious. That really was what it was. They just basically pro- pro- programmed it all into chat GPT, and that's what it spit out. Oh, boo. Nikki's so lost in this conversation. She's like so trying to participate, but she knows nothing about <laughs> any of these bands. I told you, ask questions. Don't just sit there and say dumb things like, oh, did you... You you know you heard me. No, you're just I didn't trying hear to participate. You. I didn't. I missed that whole don't part. Don't think I'm going to call you out. <laughs> ask a freaking question. You don't know any of, of the bands. Of course you're going to call me out. You wouldn't be you if you didn't call me out. I mean, ask a question. Why, why, Nelson, what are you talking about, Bob Dylan? Who's Bob Dylan? So, I know who Bob Dylan is. The one question I had, I couldn't get it in. Get it in. Go. Gosh. What is it? I was going to ask, why didn't they play the Dave Matthews band on the radio? What was wrong with them? Uh, they just weren't a, uh, I, I don't know. They just, I guess, weren't a, their songs maybe too long? Like they did early on. So like Ants Marching, What Would You Say? Uh, Crash. That, yeah, Color. All of that stuff got pl- got played early. And then he became this like free form, 20 minute jam band style. Uh, got to see him live experience. Thank you, Nelson, for answering that question. No, I could have I, I, I answered it. I I'm did just, railroad him there. I'm just, sorry. I think, I think he did a fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to whip myself, but you no, said I did a no. good job. Just don't oh. appreciate. See, come on now, that has nothing to do with nothing. That wasn't me. That was the, <laughs> that was the not knowing a source coming out. <laughs> All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you where a daring rescue took place in Sac County and who tried to run down the White House. There you go. We'll get you that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 90 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, news, news. It's time for today's top two. Hey, here we go. Third round of headlines. Nikki D. Another teen went into the river and has a warning for you. H5. Officials say the victim was rafting without a life jacket with friends. Mm -hmm. He was separated from his tire raft and then swept downstream. He was stuck hanging to a tree. Crews were able to use a rescue swimmer to reach the victim. Mm. Troy Luna, he's 18 years old. Why are you doing your head like that? I just, I, I always <laughs> like the TV people that talk like that. Like, the, it has to be a woman, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, you know, a little shake of the head after <laughs> everything they Yeah, say. like, makes you, kind of makes you like a Night of the Roxbury. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's he was reference. swimming down the river. Y'all gonna make yourself dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Luna and three of his friends went rafting yesterday in the river, which I warned yesterday are very, very dangerous right now. Those currents are so high. They're moving so fast. I saw it with my own two eyes when I went out. Um, they were rafting. The current takes him away. He has on no life jacket. Luckily, there was a tree in the middle somewhere, and he clung onto the tree and called out for help. Some golfers heard him calling out for help and called 911. They came out, and the rescue team was able to get him out. When the news interviewed him, he was basically kind of giving warning to all the kids out there saying, do not go to these rivers. Do not get in there right now. They are very dangerous. And if you are going to go rafting or any of those things, you need to have on a life jacket. Or water wings. 
Water wings ain't going to help you either. No, what do you mean? Water wings just as good as a life jacket. What are water wings? No. If you don't know what water wings are, what? don't tell me they're not as good as a life jacket. it sounds like something you made up. I know what water wings are, and they're not as good as a life jacket. Okay. Why would you, <laughs> how rude can you be to pretty much call me a, a, a storytelling liar face? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because you tell stories and you say all kind of things that I believe you wholeheartedly and you have me sitting here looking so stupid because they be nothing. Water so now wi- I don't believe you. If you didn't wear water wings as a child, then you had a very bad childhood. I definitely did not have a bad childhood. Water wings are awesome. Yeah. They're, they're, they're. But the floaties that you put on your arms. Yeah, you stick your arms yes. in them. Oh, that's not going to save you in a river with a crazy flying current. You'll drown. No, you're not. You will not drown if you have water wings on. Now, you might be taken down the river. <laughs> <laughs> might be. You but you're will be. be. But, but you're telling people to put on a life vest. It doesn't have like an engine on it or, or, or something. You're still going to be taken down the river. You will, but at least you'll have a little bit better chance of survival with a life jacket versus without one at all. Yeah, at least it's strapped on. Current pulls a water wing off of you, and then you're one wing and you're spinning and you're, you're going down the <laughs> like, a, like, a, like an injured bird me in the river over here to the left you can do this all day uh, yeah i could go ahead second one, another crazy driver drives into something but this time it's the white house h6 a scare outside the White House. Video appears to show a driver trying to ram a U-Haul truck past a security barrier. So you hear the engine revving, then the sound of crashing into those protective bollards. Witnesses say the driver backed up and did it a second time before the Secret Service rushed in. Watching that video. He's hitting the things he can't run over. Exactly. And he's backing up and then going back in. The whole front of that U-Haul is smashed. And this was a 19-year-old. I, I don't know what is going on with people in the world today, but we have no idea what he was trying to do. He was trying to get through the gate, which clearly he did not. He was arrested. So when they searched the U-Haul van, they didn't have no explosives or anything like that in there. All they found was a backpack, a Nazi flag, and some duct tape. And he was threatening to Sounds kidnap like the president. Uh-huh. Like Nazi flag, duct tape, and a backpack were in the back of a U-Haul. Walk into a bar. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah, he's threatening to kidnap the president. So I guess he was going to wrap him up in duct tape, and I don't know what he's going to do after oh, that. I thought he was going to help him move. No. <laughs> I thought no. that was the bit. Like, you need to get out of here, Joe. <laughs> now that's funny. It is funny. That's good. Right? You pull it up there. Well, well that'll get you time on CNN later. This is just going to get you jail time. So oh, did, yes. So, so before he rents the U-Haul truck, does he take out extra insurance? I don't know. And if he doesn't, does U-Haul charge him, even though he's going to be going to jail probably for quite a long time? Well, they're going to try to charge him for sure. Well, U-Haul they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They're going to be in jail. He's like, finally, I got some mail. Oh, my God. <laughs> U-Haul wants six grand. You've been served. God. Frank, I told you we should have got that insurance for hundred bucks. <laughs> you knew what we were going to do. <laughs> All right, the second part of the Chad Kruger conversation. Chad, of course, from Nickelback. Uh, we'll start out with uh, the question uh, about the hatred for the band. So we'll do that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yeah, we'll have the full conversation with Chad Kruger from Nickelback. We're getting ready to play part two, but uh, the full, you know, part one and two together on our podcast after the show. So if you have the Odyssey app, you'll be able to get that. Just search for the BS or the Bailey show. And then on our website, the Bailey show.com, all this stuff's always up there as well. My name is Jason Bailey right there. That is Nikki D there is Nelson. 
Uh, and also you can get, uh, follow us on the social media. We'll give you updates there as well, too. At Listen to the BS. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and then the YouTube, uh, the video will be up on YouTube at The Bailey Show. Yes. So, lots going on. Lots at, a lot of ads and a lot of this. and I know. It's the world we live in. <laughs> uh, so we uh, played part one of the conversation that we got in trouble for with Chad Kruger um, of Nickelback. I just want to re-up and tell you that Nickelback will be at the Toyota Amphitheater Saturday, July 8th. It's the Get Rolling Tour. That's their 10th studio album. Uh, first one in five years, as we discussed earlier. They have now three tracks from that album out, with San Quentin being the first one, Those Days, which is a great song, and then the third one, High Time. Um, and then this part that we're going to get into is we start out with just asking about the hate from the band and where it comes from. You work at a radio station. Yeah. You cannot tell me that there aren't bands that you play, please don't say mine. I would understand if you, if you do. But like, there are bands that come on and you go, and you turn the volume off immediately. You're like, I can't, like, you you don't get to, you're not the program director. Right. You don't get to pick what gets played on the radio station. Right. But you still have to listen to it, yeah. just like everybody else in the world. And when you're played on as many formats as we were played on, for probably like a solid 12 years, mm. it makes it tough to get away from the band. It really does. And I, I like, hey, I get it. I've like, there are bands that come on and I'm like, nope. I, I for whatever reason, I'm just like, I don't like this. And that, that's the same as like, that's the same as putting something in your mouth. Like, like, I don't like this food. I don't care for this. I like, I, it doesn't, there's no endorphins. There's no serotonin going on right now when I eat this food or listen to this music, whatever it is, right? And you just you get away from it. You just like, no. But we made it a little tough for most people to get away from us for a while. You did. Oh, you, it's our fault. You, it's our fault. You, it's, you're contribute. Uh, like, I just write the songs. Uh, we play And we play them too much. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, don't, I don't ask you to play them. My record company, my right. record company probably does. That's, but like, that's interesting. You know, I I. I didn't expect that answer. I don't know what I expected, but that's you're right. And, you know, if you take other bands or artists that got a kickback like that for whatever reason, right. it was because of the overdose um, sure. and the popularity, you sure. know, and, and, and my dad to this day, like if he hears like the air, I'm going like the metal on the edge of a knife, blowing like the air on the edge of a knife. So come on. Hold tight. He's like, I hate this song. <laughs> I'm like, you hate meatloaf? He goes, no, I just hate this song. I'm like, why? He goes, because um, they played it 10 times a day. Uh-huh. And he's like, and like, I can't stand like he, to this day, he just like, can't stand the song. It comes on. He's like, Ugh. I think that's true for all of us. Like, I'm sure at some point to like, if somebody hears, you know, never made it as a wise man, they're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, amen. <laughs> that's one of my faves. But, but you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to apologize for my success. No. I'm not going to apologize because because the reason you guys play it or played it or any song that you do a lot is because 
most of the population wants to hear more of it. Do you think also the contributing factor is I've always found this interesting with the fan base of bands is that there are bands that have a formula. They stick to the formula because it works. Nickelback would be one of them. Three Doors would be one of them since we're talking about those guys too. So do, do you think Burn It to the Ground sounds like uh, Rockstar? I'm not. No, you're missing. I'm not saying every song. Oh, I'm just okay. saying I'm just saying in general. Um and then there are bands, usually a sophomore album, after right. success from a freshman album because they get the, the leniency from the label to do so. They go off and do their own thing. Whether it works or not, it's not the point. But the backlash will come, oh, that doesn't sound like. That doesn't sound like. But then there's the other side of that where it's like, it always sounds the same. Have you ever heard an ACDC song you did not know was ACDC? It's always. There's an interview, there's an interview that... Um, uh, Angus Young was doing, and I think it was with a, a British interviewer. And he, uh, the the interviewer says something along the lines of, "What would you What would you say to people who think that this album sounds exactly like your last album?" And he said, "Our last album." We've been making the same album for 30 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I say formula, I'm talking about the blueprint of the music. What? And, so what blueprint? So anybody can just, so if I say verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown or guitar solo, last chorus, go. That's a hit. For, that's a hit formula. So anybody can just write a hit song. No, 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 no. I don't think it works like that. Let me give you, let me give you another example. So Linkin Park's last album, uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll never forget reading um comments that i think chester made uh, or he did an interview and he he was upset because of the backlash that they got from their last album because it didn't quote unquote sound like lincoln park you know whether that contributed to the horrible loss of chester or not i don't know but my point is is that i don't think anyone kills themselves over the lack of success on a record i mean that would be that's but I'll never forget Chad I'll never forget that interview like how it, it like I just I mean still to this day I remember it I bring it up every so often is that okay but, okay, but hold on can we can we remove the fact <laughs> that uh let's let's try to be robots for a second sure. okay let's take away the fact that he died so tragically and he was uh such an amazing singer great front man um let's try to remove all those things yeah do you think his last record was a good record i do yeah i'm a fan though okay chad piggybacking off of something that bailey had said well, you, you know can't see nelson he's in a black box <laughs> i've been uh i've been this this, 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 is this God. turned into a like this is no longer a radio interview you know this this i feel like we're in a podcast there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that by the way nothing no no absolutely and, and that's way better than that's way better than you're you're on a uh a deserted island. And you know what's funny? Most people just say desert island. Like, why am I on a desert island? Can I just be a deserted island? <laughs> or or you're your a Mount Rushmore. What, what's your five, what's the five uh, uh, albums you're taking with you? Like that crap, that same crap that everyone asks. I mean, this is way cooler than any of that. So we, we appreciate that. Continue. We yeah. appreciate that. Nelson. If I could, first off, just say that I've been a Nickelback fan since the day I heard Leader of Men come across the, the radio speakers, dude. Thank you. Throughout thick and thin, through all of it, I was a fan of Nickelback before it was cool, when it was cool, when it wasn't cool, and now that it's cool again, I've been here since the beginning. But I've always... Wait, 
Wait, we had a cool stage? Oh, you've always been cool, dude. You've always been cool to me. But I've always maintained for people that would give grief about, oh, you like Nickelback? I go, you guys aren't paying attention. And you mentioned formula. I don't think you have a formula, but I believe there are two Nickelbacks. Okay, mm. because every one of your albums, you guys tend to have like a, a, a like a photograph, a popier, a popular song, you know, that's going to get huge airplay. But then the my favorite part of Nickelback is what I call your stripper music. <laughs> and I think, you know, exactly what songs I'm talking about. And I, as soon as I hear a new album, I go, yep, that'll be on in a club. Cinnamon will be getting up to the main stage of that. Cinnamon. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> put your hands together. Cinnamon. I've heard Nickelback um, in a strip club before. Oh, it's very it's, odd. Something in your mouth, you knew that was going to be on the main stage. Again, like you think that there's like this, these scientists, like we all have our lab coats on and we're going, <laughs> what are we going to do next? Bring what in do the, you guys want to do? Bring in the stripper. That's, <laughs> that's truly not the case. The case is at 11 o'clock at night when I'm coming up with something, do you think it's going to sound like far away? No, it's going to have a different vibe to it. And like, and yeah, it like, uh, you know, you, some I like I like that. You know, you know, it's going to be like like I've never gone as far as porn star dancing, um, <laughs> but again, great song. Uh -huh. um, you know, I I I do I do uh, show up in the second verse, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I like those tunes. I think it's like a little sexy and a little naughty and like the, yeah. and then the, all of a sudden the groove comes in and you got some sort of like like riff that comes in that's just tuned down to the basement and and then that starts and all of a sudden it's like so what are you going to talk about so this starts and like you're not going to have something a little you know provocative come out of your mouth uh -huh. like i'm not going to be talking about saving the world in a song like that <laughs> you know uh uh what's the what's that eminem tune is it called shake that ass for shake that ass for me shake that shake ass for me that shake ass that for me. ass for me shake that ass for me yeah because that was on last somebody put that on last night and i was like oh my god <laughs> it's so good like <laughs> but but suddenly i'm the king of stripper anthems and it's like <laughs> you know bumping and grinding that pole <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like what you're also yeah. you're also in the anthem uh the the anthem uh, world too now you know if you go to a sporting event you hear nickelback well maybe a hockey game i don't know like yeah, I've, I've, I've you know listen on tv i mean i i, I've, I know because i've been and i've heard it it's just I, I i love the transition over the years of what anthem music has was once once was and now what right. is totally different game um yeah like but honestly i think you know and again if you can remove yourself from the mindset of there's you know members of nickelback sitting here like 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 mr burns from you know the simpsons just like what are we gonna play for them now smithers you know like it's, that's not really the thing like we're just we're just making music that's all like but i think we just try harder than have you ever met a musician do you know how lazy do you know why most musicians become musicians because they don't Cause want a real job because they don't want to get a real job right 
And then they date hairdressers, mm. right? And, you know, because those are the, like they actually have a job, mm. and and then they support them until mm. they move on to their next hairdresser, right? And they're like, someday I'm gonna make it. I just don't really like. And so when you get in the studio with these people and you realize, like, wow, you're incredibly lazy, even when it comes to something you truly love, mm. and that is just a crying shame. And I've been in the studio with hundreds of them, and you're like. <laughs> They're like, bro, bro, that was a solid 10 minutes, dude. Like, let's let's just go do something else. I'm like, let's do something what? else. So, so just because my work ethic when it comes to, you know, creating something or making something special, I'm like, you know, the world's going to hear this, right? Yeah. So do you just want to half-ass it or do you want to make it good? Or do you want to really put some time and effort into it and make it really good because the world is going to hear this? Why don't not, and and I'm not if you go to Nashville and you go up or, up and down Writers Row, mm. right? Those guys have a cup of coffee and they've got a, an acoustic guitar and they write it they write it at 10 o'clock. They got a they got a session at uh, noon and then they got another one at 2:30, right? Every single day, three songs a day, different groups of people writing songs professionally every single day, Tennessee, all day, the craft of crafting a song. Mm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Brad, that was crafty. There's three. <laughs> um, you ever cook something for someone and think to yourself, I can't wait till they taste this yes. because this is like, I am <laughs> killing this. I'm killing this right now. Like when you make your special dish and we've all got that dish, mm -hmm. right? And you make the one that you like, this is my, this is where I slay. This is my one where they, people, someone tastes and goes, mm. oh, wow. Mm. What is that? That's so good. And you sit back and go, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you, cause you worked at it yeah. and you put the time and energy and love into it and you wanted them to enjoy it. Yeah, That's all you're doing. First off, when you taste it, you enjoy it. I don't make music. I don't like, Yeah, like, so this is, this is like, it, I, and I don't want this to sound conceited, but like, I'm the biggest Nickelback fan in the world. You, yeah, should, you be. should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should be, right? If if you ask me what my favorite band in the world is, I'm like, well, the one, the one I'm in, because I'm really proud of, you know, uh, the music we've created and, and the fact that we've been around for 27 years and we still have a career. Like that that that's that means something to me. It's really important to me. Like, and I'm I'm proud of that. Yeah. Uh anyway. And second would be. Oh, again, time of day or place. Yeah. You know. You're not going to go to the beach and listen to Metallica. No. Jack Johnson. You're not going to. Dave Matthews. You're not. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to go to a nightclub and hear. Nickelback. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's mood based. Yeah. It really is mood based. Chris from um, Coldplay said something in an interview, and I thought this was fantastic. He said, if I've made your vacation or your bathing experience better in any way that i feel good you know like if, you, if you're putting on something and like if you're jumping into the the tub right and you want to you know and you want something just kind of on just like a little something in the background and and like to be that aware where your music gets played and when it gets played uh, i was like oh that's insightful that's insanely insightful i just thought that was wonderful i always say with radio you know i've been doing this for almost 30 years is that if there's one thing said in the four hours while i'm on the air that somebody talks about afterwards. I've done my job. That's right. always been my goal. Every yeah. show I've ever done. 
Yeah, as long as like as long as you're not doing it for the shock value. Like, and I say that, um, but my my sense of humor is very much like some of the songs. You know, when I start a when I start a song off with, "I like your pants around your feet," or if the hook line is, "You look so much cuter with something in your mouth." Now, in my defense, <laughs> for that one, um, Mutt said to me, he goes. His idea for the song originally was it won't suck itself. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> but I thought that, you know, the the comedic element of that was just so off the chart that um, when I was with uh, um, the guys from uh, Steel Panther, uh they uh they said let's write a song and i and i immediately went because they're because that's their you know right that's their shtick right and i'm like oh and like right away this pops into my head and i'm like this unused line that i was never going to use because i just think it's too far but for them it's like it's on par i'm like how about it won't suck itself they're like perfect <laughs> and so we actually wrote a song called it and you can you can and it's actually it's actually really good it won't suck itself but what we did was we tried to get you know, instead of so on the nose, we tried to make it sound like you've been either bitten by a snake or you've been bitten by a scorpion and somehow there's poison in you somewhere and you need someone else to help you get the poison out. And then you say, <laughs> right. Well, suck it's it's itself. <laughs> right. uh, well, I think uh, every other interview that you're supposed to have is really pissed off at us. Right. <laughs> well, I was so late for New Jersey that they didn't even answer the phone. So what am I? So Cincinnati is going to be pissed now, too. And then Tulsa and then Kansas City and then Austin. Well, yeah, you know, they're SOL. So <laughs> they have their radio shows. We have our podcast on frequency. Right, we got, I, I, you know, should we do this? Like you guys, I think we could like seriously get together and do a podcast like I, look dude i'm just coming out of the podcast world actually i took a year off and i loved it so i could have conversations like this because like it's it's yeah but if you're just you know if somebody out there likes your point of view or the way you know you express yourself or there's a comedic element or an intelligence that you know that somehow they that that people want to hear that's a podcast that right absolutely um but and I, I, I do feel like this was more of a podcast than an interview. And I just really, I want to be so genuine with you guys. Like, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I really did. That means a lot. Thank you. Oh, that's my we. formula. Yeah, that's my formula. Suck it. Suck it. Suck <laughs> it. You know, I got engaged to Steel Panther out in Vegas, by the way. <laughs> you, all, you got engaged to all four members at the same time? Yep. They were all there. And, and my wife. Wife joined in, by the way. So five rings, five rings. Impre I, That's impressive. I make a lot of money. I don't know. I was this radio station right here. Yeah, five engagement rings. <laughs> That's yeah. Sick. You're going deep, dude. That's deep. You're like wow. Uh, Twin Amphitheater Saturday, July eighth. The Get Rolling tour with Nickelback, Chad. Uh, it was so awesome, dude. I, I back at you. Really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It was probably one of the best conversations I've had with anybody in the business in a very long time. So thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, this has been wonderful. Cincinnati has a lot to live up to. <laughs> Good luck with that, by the way. And Brad's behind me, beside me, going. <laughs> all right we're gonna let you go hey chad thanks man best of luck with the new album best of luck with the tour and we'll see you at the toy amphitheater july 8th all right 
Thanks, guys. All right, Thank man. You so we'll much. see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. It's always interesting to me in this line of work when you can say something on the radio and then get it spit back to you in a positive way when some might not take it so positively. Like what? So I've said for years, and I still stand by this, I'm a guy that's been married twice. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, Nikki, and you know this, that I think that everyone should get at least one divorce. Oh, yes. That is your mantra for sure. (laughs) But it gets under people's skin, which is part of the reason why I say it. Uh, But I do believe it because I've been there and I've done that. And then to piss people off even more, especially women, is when I say it's kind of like having your first car. You always remember it. You'll always love it, but you never keep it. <laughs> yeah, but it rolls people the wrong way because we have a fairy tale. We grew up with Prince Charming thoughts and all of those things. So you don't want to get married to get divorced. Can you get line one? It's reality. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no it's, a it's a joke. It's a joke. It's, it's really not. It's reality. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my believe. gosh. I can't believe you got her to go all the way to the door. <laughs> like, I know, like where, She's really? gone. Who's named reality? <laughs> Anyway, so so when I was back in Atlanta this past weekend, um, I I had a party for some of my old listeners, um, which we call Two Percenters, and which we'll call you guys the same thing. And there's a reason behind that, which I've explained and I can explain again at some other time. And this guy comes up that I've, I don't believe I've ever met and had been listening to me for years. And he says, can I have you know a minute of your time? I said, of course you can. And we're at a brewery and we're drinking some beers. And he says, I want to thank you for something that you've said numerous times on the air, and I know you've gotten some heat for it. So what's that? He goes, telling people that they should at least have one divorce. Oh, you were the reason for his divorce? Well, I said, well, that's what I asked him. I said, <laughs> I said well, did you get a divorce? He goes, yes, but I did not have the guts to do it until I heard you say it. Whoa. And I go, okay, well, the second part of that, as I've always explained with my first divorce you know, the divorce was amicable. And from the day that even though she asked for the divorce, we've still stayed friends. I do not hate her. I've got no ill will towards her. I speak to her every so often. She's very happy with her husband, who's a great guy. He seems like a great guy. I met him a couple times. You know, it's just that's life. and You have to be an adult and move on from it. And I said, so in your case, you know, was it a bad breakup? Was it a bad divorce? He goes, you know, at first it was. It was rough, but, you know, even though it was amicable, um, we're still friends, you know, and, and we're cool. And did he tell her, is your father divorced her? I did, you know, I didn't ask him. Because well, it's I'm not sure my, hold on, hold on for a second. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's make something very clear. <laughs> it's not my fault for anything. It's the advice that I, but I, here's, here, here's the thing is I, I've never, I've been saying that for, you know, since you know, I got divorced in 2006. Yeah, eight, whatever, you know, I've always been saying that. And it's kind of a little bit, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of bit, but kind of yeah. real. Um, but I've never had somebody come up to me and say that before. <laughs> and I, and I, and like, that's the best part about this job is when you can say something positively and have somebody spit it back to you positively and go, you know what, because of this happened. And I felt like really good about it. And then when I walked away from our conversation I was like, gosh, should I feel good about this? I was about to say, why are we saying positive for telling someone to get divorced? Yeah, but I, don't I mean, know the that guy's positive now, right? He's extreme. Like the guy's, you know, smiling. He's, he's, you know, 
beaming. The way you described the end of his marriage sounds a lot like the end of my marriage. It was, for the most part, amicable, but I didn't want it to happen, right? But we've stayed friends. Hell, I, I just texted her about us talking to Chad Kruger today. You know what I mean? I've stayed friends with my ex-wife, and the farther we get away from the divorce, the better friends we are. But getting a divorce made me a better man. Okay. Well, you know who it makes better is the person that you're with next. Because you've learned from all the mistakes you made. And trust me, I made a ton of mistakes. Oh, that burns so me up every time I hear that. Because that is what men do. You put all your blood, sweat, and tears into them. And then they leave you, <laughs> go with somebody else, and be some better man. I hate to hear that. Well, don't be preseason. Everybody's preseason at some point. You're right. But play to win regular season, even postseason. Well, I guess I'm just preseason. Because that's the philosophy of men. Oh, we make you great. We go through all the hardships with you. Then you go marry some other chick. Crazy. Well, that you've got you've you've got to find a guy that's already been through training camp. I mean, like that's the thing. You've got to find that guy. Well, where do I locate him? Well, you'll just know because he won't make the silly mistakes. You won't have the silly arguments. That's the thing. Is how how much do they sweat the small stuff? Oh, okay. So if you find a guy that's sweating the small stuff, training camp. Training camp. Oh, so but if got- you find a guy. That's straight like skull and smooth regular season. <laughs> right? So what am I waiting? I'm looking for again. I'm looking for regular season. You want regular season okay. because you don't you don't want playoffs. I don't. Because you know, they're probably they're gonna players. die, right? You know, that's yeah. the end of their days. <laughs> that's really good. Yes. <laughs> it's a sports Nelson, analogy. did did you listen to Bailey's advice before too about getting divorced? Did that uh, help you? No, I didn't. I never oh, okay. specifically heard you. him say that, but okay. it makes it rings true to me. Why are you trying to set me up? No, I was just asking if if he messed up your marriage too. I was just wondering. Oh. Okay, let's not use those words. Let's what, use what nice words. Not messed up. Miss um set free. Came between. No. Advised uh, to divorce. Contributed in a positive fashion. Yeah. Contributed to the divorce. That's right. That's in a, a positive good. way. I don't know how that's positive. <laughs> I'm not getting positive vibes from that. <laughs> Nelson? Have you been? You've never been divorced. I've never been married. You've never been married. I've never even been engaged, proposed to, or none of that. Well. Well, what? Maybe it's you. Why does it got to be me? Why can't it be them? Yeah. It's not me. Sometimes it's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to go in a different direction. <laughs> I know. Now it's my fault. <laughs> you were on my side two seconds ago. Well, let's find you a guy. Quick engagement. Quick marriage. Uh-huh. I don't want to. Quick divorce. <laughs> get it Get it over and done with. And then you can jump in and have this conversation <laughs> with us. And you'll understand. You'll, you'll, you'll understand what Nelson and I have gone through. huh? <laughs> I'm good. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What you got, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you why a parent was arrested picking up a child and how a gator ended up with the short arm of the stick. That was a great story. All right, two big stories from today. Please stick around. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Yes. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Chris and Sack, you're going to have to hold on. Because we got headlines. Okay. So supposedly I touched Chris like I touched that other man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're touching everybody now. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D. Stealing cars is still a thing, apparently. H7. Police just happened to be driving down the street as the woman who returned the car was walking away from it. She claims it was an honest mistake. The note left in Hatsy's car explained it all. 
Hello, so sorry I stole your car. I sent my friend with my key to pick up my red Subaru, and she came back with your car. So this was another instance of someone's car being stolen where the lady actually used the key to steal this lady's car, but she brought it back. But in the story that I'm getting ready to tell you guys, first of all, you need to get a calculator because there's about to be a lot of people that's going to be arrested for these cars that were stolen. So four kids in Maryland were caught driving around in two different stolen cars. They were teenagers, four of them, two of them in the car were adults. All right. Six people. Got it. So when the police pull them over, the four juveniles, of course, they just go to juvie, but the two adults in the car, they go to jail. So the ones that are juveniles, they contact adults that are, you know, coming to pick them up, parents, guardians. So when the guardians come to pick these juveniles up, it's three women that's in the car and two men. Three women get out of the car. The, the two men drive off. The police follow them. That car is stolen. So now two more people are arrested for stealing. These is all the same people that are related. Are you keeping tabs on the numbers? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's four adults that have gone to jail. Okay. And then four juveniles that were released to other adults. I feel like this is like an SAT question. Uh-huh. This it's is a lot. Four juveniles and three adults 3 traveled to Chicago with a stolen car. <laughs> 3 p.m. Yeah. So then the police go back and arrest the three women that came to pick up the juveniles from jail. Oh, okay. because they would knowingly enter In a in- stolen car. Yep. So total... What number did y'all come up with? Seven. There's seven. seven adults in jail. Seven, right? Is that right? And four juveniles that are going to be charged. No, you guys missed it up somewhere because there's a total of 13 people in this whole Damn scheme it, that got arrested. How am I supposed <laughs> between, to go to MIT? <laughs> between the ages of 13 and 21 years old, so those are the on, ages of the people that were arrested. Why would you Why would you do that story in the 6 o'clock hour? My head is fried. <laughs> seven and four is 11. Where's the other two people at? Oh, don't ask questions. No, I'm sorry. There's Never a mind. lot of people. Just so, take her word for it. So the, car, the cars that were stolen were Hondas. And if you remember back when they did their stupid TikTok challenge, where they were showing yeah. people how to steal the Hondas. Apparently, this is what these people were doing, stealing cars and just driving around them like they were there. Because it was a TikTok challenge. It was a TikTok challenge. All right. Don't do stories like that in the city. <laughs> I just Congress. thought it was bizarre that kids are going to jail for stealing, and then when the parent comes to pick them up, they go to jail too for the same thing. No, it's a great story, but like for the three or four. Yeah. <laughs> I, ju- I, I just got back into town today, my jet lag and... My wearing off. Numbers, yeah. <laughs> Drugs, it's just not working. All right, second story. Another gator goes down for biting the hand that fed him. H8. Mm. David Lowe says while he was enjoying a relaxing Sunday at Bandito's Bar in Port Charlotte, Florida Fish and Wildlife officers were hard at work. I wouldn't want to mess with him. In a pond behind the bar, a battle between trappers and this alligator. So this this guy's 23 years old. He's now speaking out. So his side of the story is he went outside of the bar to take a little pee in a little lake and a little river behind the bar. Everything's little. Everything's little in his statement. Well, a gator grabs him, a 10-foot gator that's not little. And in this video, you can see that, that he's getting pulled out of the water because he starts calling for help. People come out, pull him out of the water. Oh, my gosh. When they turn him over, it looks like something you'll see in a cartoon. His bone is just hanging out of his arm. And his entire arm above the elbow down is completely gone. His story's not right. Yeah, something about his story is definitely not right. So it was a 10-foot gator, big gator. Yes, huge. I I lived in Florida for most of my life. Okay. So, yeah, the— First and foremost, if you live in Florida, you don't go behind a bar by a marsh or a lake or any water. At all, and let alone in the dark. In the dark. That's just stupid. Mm -mm. This guy was drunk, Mm -hmm. playing in the water. 
I, I believe the same thing because mm. the people that pulled him out, they were all drunk. And it's, it's, well, <laughs> also the video, which is circulating the internet, there's two things in that video. One is there's a video. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, mm. why do you have a video of this dude missing his arm? Exactly. And it's like they all know each other. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. The second thing is the guy that's helping him has a cigarette hanging out of hanging his mouth. Hanging out of his mouth. And he's using all these medical terms like, I need to put a tourniquet on here because it's your artillery gland or something. And, and we need to stop the blood flow. And then the dude that's recording is like, oh, man, dude, his arm just got ate by a gator. But they're acting like these were random people who came out to help him. But they look like a group of friends that were drunk doing stupid stuff. Right. And, but they, they were smart enough to put a tourniquet on. You know, they, I mean, took, right. took, they took the belt off. So for trash, pretty smart. I guess so. Or one of them uses heroin, <laughs> which is more likely. Uh, I, I want Nelson to try to hunt this guy down because there is totally more to this story. What I hate about these type of stories and is- And how did the gator- Hold on, I'm sorry. How did the gator get his hand? I mean, he's, he's a grown man. He's tall. The gator's not- Well, I, the gator would have had to- The gator's not going to jump up and grab him. And that's what he said. He jumped up and grabbed him. That's his exact word. Not to say that gators don't jump up, but if they jump to grab you, they're going to jump and grab you like by your leg or your hip or something like that. You know how how it happened. Hey, Daryl, I bet you won't pet him. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. You won't watch this, man. I can wrestle the gator. Uh All of a sudden, he's crocodile hunter. And I've seen people do that. I've gone out drunk and seen people wrestle the gators, grab the snakes. And all that stuff. But I mean, then they go and real. kill the gator. That's the part that I don't like. He was in his habitat gatoring. You have no business being yeah. in there. So to go capture the gator and kill it, I don't agree with that well, at Are all. they endangered? What is the world that worse off with one less gator in it? But what are you killing the gator for? What did he do wrong? The gator's just gatoring. Exactly. He's in his habitat at nighttime out of his own business. If somebody came to your house at night, would you not attack him? You're fair. Absolutely. But I, 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 I think it's the, like, once it tastes blood, human blood, or, you know, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it's got the bloodlust. Yeah, it's got the, you know, now it's just going to go around and start eating people's hands. I don't think so. Have Stay you not away seen from Sharknado? Them. No. Okay. Well, this is how it starts. Okay. Well, I tell you, know, I've always told the story about my buddy back in the day, his eight-year-old son, taken by a gator. Oh. Out there at a birthday party in the lake. They're all swimming in the lake. Somebody screams, gator. Gator! I knew this kid when he was born. And, uh, and and ten years, maybe ten years, eight, ten, something like that. And Gator grabbed him, took him under, oh found the Gator, opened him up, found. Him. I mean, it was like the worst funeral ever, right? right. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. But it's real. I mean, they're dangerous animals. Well, the right. last, the and people last... still out there jet skiing, like the St. Johns River. <laughs> you you go across the bridge, and you'll see hundreds of Gators just sunning themselves on the bank there. <gasps> And then maybe 20, 30 yards out in the water, somebody's jets can. Because <laughs> they don't care. Oh, it's nuts. Anyway, last minute calls, comments, concerns. Chris, hang out. We'll get you if you want to stay on the phone. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk to everybody else. If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a Tuesday. It's the BS on 98 Rock. There you go. Now I'm all. Wow, we got through four hours and he then did. just Nelson screws it all oh, up did. at the end because he's over there on his telephone. Not on my phone. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey right there. It's Nikki D. There's Nelson. It just doesn't have the same flow without all the dings and the music. You think you got some bed or something? You could you do something over there? Yeah, I, got... I mean, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? No, I was loading up the, the podcast and trying to get a hold of the Gator Jesus. guys. Well, let's focus on one thing. We talked about that. We need to focus. Yeah, it's not your thing. <laughs> it's not working. Let's, let's focus on one thing at a time. <laughs>
the show. The buttons that are in front of you. No more multitasking. You're in charge of that, Nikki. I got it. No more multitasking for that guy over there. <laughs> All right, quickly, uh, Chris and Sack, before we get out of here, what's up, buddy? No, I just want to tell you, you missed your calling in the psychology department, bro. Uh, oh, that's right. So so supposedly, my divorce advice you took, is, uh, you took too? Best advice you've ever given me. My life is so good now. Anybody <laughs> that is married for the first time, get the hell out of there. So you're saying Bailey is the reason why you got divorced? Yeah, well, she wasn't liking me for a while anyway. I don't believe but, I mean, that. No, as soon as Bailey said it's the best thing that can ever happen to you, I was like, you know, instead of trying to keep it together, let's just get rid of it and move on. It's the best thing that ever happened. We're still great friends. We got three kids, very good relationships, super better than what it was. So why, much better. Why can't you believe? Look, I've we been haven't here, even been here that long. He got I, divorced that fast. That's what kind of effect I have on people. Oh, my goodness. You know how many times the papers got served? I wouldn't sign them. See, look at, and then then I come to town and I give this great advice. <laughs> this is the effect I have on a city. Oh my, I don't. Why can't why? I, I'm telling you, best thing that ever happened. As soon as Thank Bailey you. said, everybody Thank that you. is you know married for the first time, you got to do it. I did it. It's, it's fabulous. Thank you. Thank everybody you. has to do it. I appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You have a great night. You call this show anytime. All right, Chris. Hey, hey, real quick, Bailey, before I go, you know, uh, Nikki D won me tickets to Bruise and the Burbs on uh, Game of Tones. And I just got to tell you, I did not know that Nelson was seven foot six. My boy, nice to meet you. And I'm sorry, Nikki, if after the eight hugs and the selfie got awkward, but you're a complete smoke show. I love Thank you guys. Oh, <laughs> thirst trap D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brothers. We'll see you. <laughs> Smoke show. That's the first time I've been called that. Look at that. Ooh. Guys, full of compliments. <laughs> I'm offended that you can't accept that. The... That's your breaking up uh, marriages across the world? No, I'm not breaking up. That, that guy sounds upset or sad. I was ecstatic. I just don't believe This is second. You know, tell the story. Now I got two of them. <laughs> just made my day, guys. Thank you. I was going to ask to see his text messages, but then he brought back information. I know that he doesn't know that guy in real life. There's no way. What information? The the meeting us out at the Bruise and the Burbs and the fact that he was the guy that wasn't criminal enough, remember, to date you. I know you. who Chris is. Okay, well, then that I information. don't understand your point. What I'm saying is I was going to accuse him of texting someone he knows to call oh, in and do that. Oh, okay, I get you. But why didn't you just say that? He's multitasking. Oh, God, <laughs> he's thinking of two. That. I mean, like, when I say multitasking, like, you can't even think of two things. <laughs> like, it, like, breathing is one thing. Like, if you're going to do something else, you have to stop breathing. Heartbeat, breathe. You got to pick one or the other. That's why I run out of breath. When Can't I walk and chew gum. Right, exactly. Just one, like literally one thing at a time. All right, uh, at Listen to the BS, that's our social media. Please give us a follow. We'll follow you back, promise. Uh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube, we'll get that conversation with Chad Kruger of Nickelback up there if you would uh, like to revisit that or see or hear it for the first time. And then, of course, the Odyssey app, you get our podcast there. We upload those immediately after the show. Nikki D does a really good job of putting those up there. Also on the All right, Nikki, you got anything before we get out? Uh, one thing at a time, Nelson. One thing at a time. All right. Literally one word, Nelson. That's all I need. Nelson. Huh? Yeah, see? Look, he's distracted. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your evening. We will talk to you tomorrow at 3. Ever! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What?